What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Panther fans unite! My name's Tony Dunn. Cody Lashney, how you doing? TK's in the house. How you doing, my friend? The stat daddy. But I think Derek Brown, hey, man, he deserves that dab on him. Uh, dab on him, Phil Snow. Dab on him. All the same. Yeah, 100%. We can just Mine is going to go to the fullback. I'm going to dump on the Richie guy. Dab on him, Shaq. I'm going to put the towel on Matt Rule. Uh, you know, y'all took all the good ones. Only one post game. Roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers post game show. Come on in and have a seat on the therapy couch. It's the C3 Panthers post game show. The Carolina Panthers 2024 season continues to spiral a toilet bowl. And that would actually be a compliment as we have now fallen, or we, I mean, yeah, we, I'm in this. I'm invested in this, even though I'm not officially part of the team. The Panthers fall to 0 and 5. They lose 42 to 24 uh, on the road against in Detroit against a superior team. And to be honest, this is the t- the game that arguably bothers me the least because the Carolina Panthers probably should have lost this from the beginning, outmatched in so many ways. But the continued problems are the same problems. The offensive line. Hey, Panther fans. Feel comfortable. We're right at home. The offensive line is trash. You're upset with the coaching staff. We have no fucking wide receivers. And uh, right now, we're all in shambles over the fact that Bryce Young has had so many struggles as a rookie coming into this league. And you look around the other places, and there aren't the similar struggles. My name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Jump in the show at 252 252- Two two eight fifty ninety eight. That's two five two, two two eight fifty ninety eight. 
Cody, my wheel man, it turns out somebody had to remind us. Actually, you know what? I just learned today you can't walk. Yeah, dude, I never knew. <laughs> dude, dude, thank God people are willing to tell me about it on Twitter because if it wasn't for them, I'd have never fucking known. Um, I screenshotted that shit, dude. I got that motherfucker. Dude, it, it's one of those things where, man, it's like, I'm sorry to all you Panther fans. I'm sorry that y'all have to go through this, man. I'm sorry that when y'all tune into this show, that we're not able to celebrate together. I'm sorry that we can't do that, bro. I'm sorry that every single year, this front office fucks us over so bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that right now our defense under this 3-4 that was all revamped, I'm sorry that it looks worse than we ever have. I'm sorry about it all, but I could not be more sorry than the Carolina Panthers, man. It's embarrassing. It's sad. Um, listen, man, I mean, of course, I'm probably going to get angry and worked up on today's show, but I'm kind of numb right now. Like, I'm kind of numb. You know, Bryce it looks, and, and, you know, Greg was right the whole time. Man, you cannot say one critical thing about Bryce online without everyone attacking you and telling you how terrible of a fan you are and that everything is someone else's problem. And it's embarrassing, man. And I still believe that somewhere along the line, if it's a year or two later, that Bryce can be a good quarterback. But it sure as shit is not right now. So we're going to do it together, man. We're going to have this therapy session. I'm happy uh, to have my boys right now in front of me in the chat room. I appreciate y'all. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Um, smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. The calls are flooding in or have been flooding in. Greg, uh, great beard. Way better than the Panthers team. Yes, yes, I will say I probably put a lot more work in my beard than the Panthers doing the playing football, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but look, I started this uh, this army early, and that's the that's the uh, benefit of being the founder of this army is that now I don't have to do anything. I can just sit back and let the army take over. Like I have a big enough foundation on this hill. My hill's got enough people on it. I just got to sit back and let everybody else tear everybody, tear everybody apart. And we're going to see what happens. Look, I told, I'm going to steal a joke that I had when we were playing the game. Cause Cody said I should bring it up. It's a really good one. Actually is uh, I had a bottle of wine. It's about 15 years old that I was saving until I retired to open. I'm pretty sure when the Panthers win a game, I'm going to open it. Well, you know what? You <laughs> like, might retire first. Pretty, yeah. I might retire first. You're right. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, man, it's been, it is, it's been a tough afternoon. Uh, now we get to watch CK play video games while we yep. have a post game <laughs> with my new wide angle cam. Like this, this is, is what he always does. Folks. Dude, You're like, why isn't CK talked in the last 15 minutes? Cause he's over there playing call of duty. Uh, I'm not playing call of duty. I'm playing something chill. So I'm not, fo I'm still focused on you guys. Um, but I got this, I figured what I would do is I'd get this new wide angle camera lens. So you guys can see me moving my hands and everything like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, the number's 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Thank you, Nervosh, for your support, man. He's a patron saint of this podcast each and every week. He said, having a hard time evaluating Bryce this game. Two terrible interceptions, but he threw three touchdowns. Most of his stats came when the game was already out of hand. I give him a C or D despite the decent stats. Wildly, um, 
despite, you know, despite the team being in shambles, fans being in shambles, I think there's an argument that this was Bryce's best game. And I'm not saying just because of volume, not just because of three touchdowns, but like, I mean, you just, I don't know. I mean, that's how bad it is, I guess, folks. Bryce's uh, best game was a 21-point loss. Yeah. Um, just saying. I think that's also indicative of, like, is, how bad this team is as a whole. Like, yes. Agreed. Agreed. Like, yes. I'm not, not denying that, yes. <laughs> his best game is the worst game the entire team has had up to this point. Um, Will... Frank Reich make it through the bye week is the like the real question I'm starting to wonder is I thought that the fire, the coaching staff, all these things was would be premature. premature. At how long does the premature talk become a real consideration? The Carolina Panthers are freaking terrible and they are terrible because, well, a couple of reasons. One is this offensive line is horrendous. It arguably is the worst offensive line that the Panthers have ever had. Um, We had a big scare today. Chandler Savala goes down on his belly, can't dip move. They had, took him out on a, a stretcher back backboard. Has anybody heard any news on his conditions? Or They said during the broadcast that he was mobile. He had movement in all of his extremities. And uh, that it was showing positive signs. It was it was a scary moment there at the end, but he gave the thumbs up uh, on the way out. And hey, no bad, no matter how bad Chandler has been playing, we wish him health, man. It's a yeah. it's yeah. a tough sport. Uh, Taylor Moten getting smoked. Everybody getting smoked out there. Um, and I gotta say, I've just been wrong on a lot of different things, and I'm just owning up to this. First, I thought that Miles Sanders was going to be good. Same. And he has not been. He had a crucial fumble today uh, that, you know, really probably is what contributed to the game getting out of hand right away. You know, we're not right point. away. What's up, CK? Said that was the turning point. Yeah, it really was. It's like, it's like you were already having trouble keeping up. And then you give them the ball on a short field and you can't stop anybody. The offensive line uh, can't stop anything. And then finally, for me, is that I think the defense, while we're going to talk about how it has, it's, you know, it's allowing the run, people are at will, they're moving the ball with ease, at will, scoring at every freaking turn. I do think there is an excuse that the defense was is really banged up, though. So not only was the defense probably the most undermanned unit for the team coming into the season, in my opinion, is like to I I thought if we had a middle of the pack defense, it would be an amazing feat in so many ways. But then they've suffered that side of the ball has suffered just as many injuries as you could imagine. We've been handcuffed at the beginning at the cornerback position. You got all these people. We don't know them. We just met this Deshaun Jameson kid last week, and he had to cover Justin Jefferson. And then this week, he's just get everybody's getting burned. C.J. Henderson continues to just be on the ass end of plays whenever, whatever it is. It's like he's always right there, but it's always the play is being made. The defense was just porous. 
I don't know. I have zero excuses for this team today. And let's start. I don't know where to start. Will Frank Reich make it through the bye week? <laughs> He's going to make if, if there's somebody who's not going to make it through the bye week, it's Scott Fitter. Yeah, I mean, you mean if we would have traded for Jerry Judy today, we wouldn't have won. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have won. <laughs> I mean, literally anything that David Tepper does at this point, it's just egg on his face. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. egg on his face he because just Fitter, go into hiding. Fitter was the guy that you know was your GM when you orchestrated the trade to move up to number one to get rid of DJ Moore, who's by the way balling out of control. Uh, Christian McCaffrey balling out of control. Hey, how about this? And I'm no fan of Baker Mayfield, but he's the best quarterback in the NFC South right now. And to me, that I mean, Carr had a good day today, but I mean, Tampa's probably the best team right now. Um, and the fact that we're even talking about firing Frank Reich before the bye, it's like uh, the, the Carolina Panthers exist to crush all of your positive expectations. That's what they exist to do, man. Um, and it's painful. It is, it is fucking painful. And then the, the thing about it, and I, I said it in my intro, a lot of Panther fans, I'm going to try and say this eloquently. A lot of Panther fans who still believe that Bryce Young can be a very good quarterback, which, by the way, I am one of those fucking people, regardless of what anyone else might say, but too many Bryce Young fans are incapable of putting any of the blame on Bryce's back. And that's where, again, for I don't know how many times we're going to do this, but I owe the bat daddy an apology. Because he's been saying this forever that no one can criticize Bryce. And by the way, I experienced it before the draft when I was a fan of CJ Stroud over Bryce. And everybody's telling me, I don't know this. And I don't know that. And all the S2 test and the, you know, all this. Bryce has a problem giving the football to the other team. And if you cannot admit that by now, you're fooling yourself, man. You can yep. get mad at me all you want. You can unfollow me and block me on Twitter. Who gives a shit, dude? If you're not going to be honest about what's happening on the football field, that every single game, Bryce Young gives away the football in a crucial moment that gives even more momentum to the other team, bro, you're not even being an objective fan. You're just being a fangirl. Especially because the, 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 the interceptions and the turnovers were easily easily rookie mistakes that should have been not been made by somebody who was supposed to be superior to that. But could, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt you, but can, can I, can I just say that like with, right, with, with Frank Reich, like my question is to everybody who wants to get rid of him, Frank Reich and Scott Fitterer. What's the next best option? Should we fire Scott Fitterer and Frank Reich next week before the bye week after the bye week? What's the next best option? Do we have something else in plan? Because if we don't, then you're making a dumbass move by firing them. Because anybody yeah, else you bring I, yeah. in is going to be worse than they are because they've been here longer. 
So there's the only way you would fire them or get rid of them is if you have somebody else better in mind. Well, you would you just you're a you would move. promote a Giro Evero to head interim head coach. That doesn't it, that's basing it off what? Based off what? The fact that his defense has failed all year? Well, it's been well, that actually, makes you want to head coach been pretty good, Greg. The defense has kept us mm, engaged. It sure was. It has. Okay. I know. Okay, you're you going against the top, top okay. team. This team scored over 20-plus points in the last 15 games, dude. You know what I mean? They have it. They're a good team. They're a fucking good team, right? And it's crazy to say that we're a terrible-ass team. And the Lions are a really good team. It's like the wildest shit you would ever see. You know, I never thought I would say that. They've been terrible for 30 years, somebody said in the chat. Doesn't that um, just show why coaching is so much more important? Like, it's... Well, and, they when have, you look man, at- they have three rookie draft picks, CK, that hit. That exactly. Laporta is starting and is, like, the best tight end in the league at the moment. You got the Brian Branch kid who's playing... Uh, nickel corner who's like playing out of his mind these days right. and then I mean and Jameer Gibbs who was out today it's like they did they've done what we haven't over the last couple of years and that's hit in multiple rounds of the NFL draft so right, right. Uh, but here's the thing is like when you look at what they've done like the thing that the argument you can always that I'm having at this point in time is do we look like we've mimicked their rebuilding at this point in time in my opinion, it looks like we're doing the complete opposite of what any good team that is rebuilt from the bottom up has ever done. And that is we've traded away every piece that we possibly could and then traded those pieces away for other pieces that didn't really replace them. Right. So like we're sitting here with this situation in, in place where like we don't have a lot of draft capital. Normally bad teams have a lot of draft capital, right? Cause they've traded away their pieces. They have a lot. We've traded away everything we possibly could, and we got worse. Yeah, um, going back to Greg's point, though, I think you're right overall, Greg, and that is firing Frank Wright would just really be a statement to the fans and to the league that you got it wrong. Other than that, it's not going to make anything in the short term and maybe even the long term better at this point. We'll see. But it's just crazy. It's not crazy. I mean, I I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy right now that we're five weeks in to the season. And I said this last week, four weeks in, and there are legitimate conversations about this coaching staff not being that we got it completely wrong, like completely wrong. I mean, you could, and there's still a world where I think time and patience works out for things, right? Is that we live in such an instant gratification world where we needed the Panthers to make the playoffs this year to be successful. We need to be over 500. Um, But it's really just how desperate, how dire the start has been. And this is why today's game is just going to what it hurt. It, uh, it makes losing games against the Falcons, the saints. And who was the other one that we were right down there? Was it last week? We were down there on the, who we played last week. We played Seattle and Minnesota. Minnesota, right? Is those are games that you uh this was not a game you checked off on the schedule as you you're supposed to win it. Right? Like if we would have won this game, it would have been like, holy shit, how did this happen? The Lions were sleeping. But if we won the games we should have won in those moments, particularly week one and week two, even if we had won two out of three of those games, today wouldn't hurt. 
today would have just you would have chalked it up to injuries and playing a better team. Uh, But now, because we haven't won any of those games, we haven't looked competent in those early stages. Now this just continues to look like stink on stink on stink or smell like stink on stink on stink. I want to go and let's hit these super chats up real quick. Charles June, he said, here's my copay. Thanks for having me. It's going to be a very long season. It's already been a very long season to me, and we are a third. Is it over yet? I know. Uh, yet? Terrible, terrible omission. I got a terrible omission. I'm gonna, but I'm honest with y'all. Uh, when we got the ball and we uh, where we turned it over, I guess it would have been the fumble they scored, but we got the ball back at the end of the second quarter. Drive down, kick a field goal. By that point, I had already said I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> and I did. I took it. I went and I fell asleep during halftime and woke up about halfway through the third quarter. And then kind of was just in and out for the next 25 minutes or something you like didn't that. Miss much. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> really I know. Much, but like, I was like, I felt so, in some ways, I felt guilty. And then the other ways, I just felt like I treated myself. Right. As I treated myself, that was just some self care here. So, Yes, thank you for your copay. It has been a long season for me already. And this is just what I don't even get mad anymore. I'm just like, this is what I deserve. This is just my life. This is my life. Is the one moment I thought the podcast is going to fucking hit a new stratosphere of a level this year by, you know, the excitement surrounding a rookie draft pick and the hope of the future a new day and a new coaching staff. And we didn't have to be awesome. But man, I was like, man, I can't even have the year of 20 C3. This podcast is going to meander in a great mightiness. We're Can small, we but mighty. The, the one painful, the most painful piece to this with the Bryce Young thing. Well, is- hold that thought real quick. Okay, let's power through these super chats. I only have two more. And then I want to hear what you're going to say. Uh, White Chocolate Espresso. Uh, has been a member for 10 months, but it's been even longer in our heart. Uh, he says, almost like we weren't ready to trade up for a quarterback. Damn. The stat, the $5 says, does it look like Frank gave the play calling away toward the end of the game? It looked like they started feeding Chuba and stopped calling the screen. Uh, apparently, Frank Reich has already come out and said that, like always, it was a collaborative effort. So, Take that for what you uh, for what you think that's worth, uh, and then Jay Thomas with the four ninety nine says, "Is it safe to say now that we should have signed, or that we uh, should have given Matt Rule and Baker more time?" No, well, no. Who who am I? Hey, you know what? I I wouldn't have done it, but who am I to tell anybody what to think, bro? Uh, the internet constantly telling me that I don't know shit. So hey, man, I'm just here for. For y'all, I'm here to talk about the Panthers. Um, and I don't know. It's hard to imagine too many more scenarios where we could be a worse team right now. Like, uh, pick any of those ones. Running it back with Matt Rule and Sam Darnold, would this be a worse team? I don't know. If you had Matt Corral as your starter next year, would we be a worse team? Probably around the same. But again, I don't know. At least we would still have DJ Moore on the team. And access to our number one pick, which right now would be guaranteed to be either Caleb Williams 
or Drake May, who, by the way, Drake May, born in Charlotte, North Carolina, and playing for UNC. Just saying. So, all right, back to CK. Hope you didn't so, lose the thought. No, no, I'm good. I've got. I'm, I'm still here. Um, so basically, the concern that I have, and this is what makes this all the more problematic for me, is Bryce Young was drafted, and this is what everybody would say: he didn't have the he had the the highest floor, yep, but the lowest ceiling, yeah. So the the thought of well, Bryce Young is going to come in and he's going to have another year at trying this again. Like that, the like if he's if you're talking about getting better, well, we've already established by everybody who is a draft like you know guru is that he's not going to be able to offer you them as much upside as say a CJ Stroud would. So here we are with a quarterback that needs to learn another year to possibly be okay. Yeah, like and I think can't you see it, CK too, or at least for me is like look. There are moments you keep hearing the broadcaster today just to like trying to find anything good. He's like, look at these terrible rookie mistakes. But every now and then we'll see something. We'll see something. But to me, I know that everybody wants to go. There's no downfield offense. There's no this. And it really isn't. I mean, they're all right. DJ Shark is. Oh, that was another thing I was completely wrong on. He is terrible. He caught a touchdown today. But I just watch him get off the line. He doesn't for being fast he nobody is surprised about him moving like i mean they're just with him he just maybe he's not a good route runner i don't know what it is but he off the line doesn't do anything he just tries to run and it's like man that don't work but um oh what was oh i was like oh the downfield i think bryce just throws the same pass every time and i know you say it's a screen but it's like really the eight yard pass to the side Every time it's just that way. That I mean, can way, we also be way, real too? Like, okay, I'm not someone who just uh throws out random takes. Like, if I had to take about Bryce, then you know, I it means that I researched and I watched some film and I said things that I saw. Bryce is playing and making worse mistakes than I ever saw him make at Alabama. That yeah. inter- that that interception uh, up the sideline, you didn't find any of that shit, any of it on Bryce's Alabama film. So then, like that leads some credence to the people that are saying, "Well, are the coaches just making him worse and tearing him down?" I mean, I'm a Clemson fan. I saw Urban Meyer do it to Trevor Lawrence, so I'm not I'm not going to sit here and rule it out. But what I am saying is that he's playing even worse than you ever expected that he could have played. And to know something else about it, a lot of people, and we kind of hinted to this earlier, Tony, a lot of people are going to say, well, today was Bryce's best game. He threw for three touchdowns. He had like an 80-something passer rating. and He had a, under a 50 per, where like a 50% completion rate, too. No, no, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, 62, I think. It was, yeah, it was close to 62. Look, here's the he thing, was, Cody. Okay. I agree with what you're saying, Cody. To a certain extent, like twenty-five for forty-one. Greg, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying, like, here are the possibilities of what might be happening. I'm not even saying what I believe. My thing is, like, specifically with that touchdown, that the interception on the sideline, like, that's not coaching. That's quarterback. Like, the quarterback has to know, has to see that guy there and not throw that play. The coaches don't know where every defender is going to be. They run plays. 
the quarterback should have known not to throw that ball there. Now, I'm not saying everything's Bryce Young's fault by any means. In fact, I wouldn't even say that if you were going to break it down, he has the majority of it, but he does take some fault. But that specific pass right there was a rookie mistake where in college that might you may have gotten away with that, but in the pros you don't. And that shows that just because you're phenomenal in college doesn't mean you're going to understand in the pros just as well. I think his height's showing a little bit. Yes. And I know, look, he's made the throws over the middle, which has been – I mean, he's – look, as he plays, he's going to be small. He's really tiny, though. And it seems like this is when that pocket is all around him or the all the bodies are – I mean, how can he truly see that well? And I wonder if that – I mean, he his eyes weren't looking right for that interception. So I don't know if it was just – but I think part of his lack of vision on that play might come – be a, a his size or his lack thereof of height be some some kind of contributing factor to that not the factor the only factor but i do think you're right cody is that um he is and i almost wonder if he's just kind of got the yips at this point where it's like you forget who you are and you lose the i said in the last couple of weeks that he wasn't playing with confidence and um, and he's not right. I mean, and you can see that even on when there's moments to go down the field and I don't even know if they're open. It just doesn't look like he's out there balling, you know, no, I mean, just like feeling it and letting it flow. I mean, clearly he's not balling, but I watched the CJ Stroud game last week and he was playing Pittsburgh and that Pittsburgh defensive front was all over his ass. And he just was playing fast. You know how rookies typically yeah. don't play fast? And it was, and I said something uh, on the podcast. I said he was playing instinctually. And uh, somebody sent me a message and said, look, this is D'Amico Ryan saying how much he studies, how much he studies. He's a film guy, this and that. He's not him being instinctual. He's, it's between the ears. And I guess this is that's what that preparation allows you to do, though, right? Is lets you to go out there and trust and play quick, play fast. And I don't think Bryce is playing fast. Not at all. He's not playing fast. And um, he finished today just to give you a stat line. He was 25 for 41. He had 247 yards and three touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, two picks. Neither of them were good. Um, I thought this is like, I hate the play calling people. I feel like whenever there's something going on, it's like, oh, we don't play call good plays. We don't call good plays. There were two plays in this shit that really drove me bananas, though. And I am not a play calling guru. I don't play math. You know, I'm just not. Ex- I just watch football. I just watch it. I got an eye test. That's how I. But you know what? It kind of works sometimes. The two plays that drive me nuts are the idea of play actioning and then throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. What kind of play action? I was like, oh, shit, we're about to play action. This is what we need to do. Frank, everybody thinks we're going to run because that's what we do on this down. We play action, and then he tries to throw it to Ian Thomas right there, who was not even off the line, and Aiden Hutchinson intercepts it, right? That one drove me nuts. The one, or at least I thought, man, Let's do let's let's get fancy, guys. You want to fucking make a screen pass fancy? Play action screen pass, baby. 
that's fancy. That's creative. We didn't unleash that in the preseason. Nobody saw that one coming. The other thing is, one, there was the Laviscus Chenault in the second quarter started to go get off a little bit, right? And that led to our first touchdown. Um, we ran kind of this cool jet sweep with them or something, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but we did that earlier and we ran it towards Aiden Hutchinson and he got swallowed up like, like right on the beginning. And I was like, why do you run that to their best player? Why don't you run it? The take the same play, flip the fucking side and go the other way with the shit. <laughs> Dude, there's so many different whys. like, you know, why do we continue to force feed Miles Sanders? Um, why is it that there's nobody open downfield? Why is it that Scott Fitterer still has a he job? He only had nine. Uh, uh, Miles Sanders had seven rushing attempts. Chuba Hubbard had nine. Uh, Miles Sanders actually averaged 4.6 yards of carry. It's his best game. I mean, the fumble. The fumble was just a killer. The fumble was a killer. Um. Adam Thielen continues to be the only guy that Bryce Young really looks to and throws to. 11 receptions for 107 yards. Got a touchdown at the very end. We almost were going to give away a Jonathan Mingo jersey today. We're going to pull out the Mega Mingo card, and you're going to be upset because ball placement, the guy that I thought that Bryce Young was just perfect on all that like elite ball placement in the beginning threw it behind Jonathan Mingo. In the end zone, he would have had a touchdown cast catch. Uh, that would have gotten a jersey. DJ Shark is terrible. It's three catches for 42 yards. He got a touchdown. 18 of those 42 yards came on one pass. Hayden Hurst, three catches, 21 yards. Ian Thomas, one catch, 28 yards. Tommy Trimble got a uh, really cool play, got his touchdown involved. Um. The offense was the offense, and it comes back to this offensive line. And when I say offensive line, I mean offensive. It hurts me. It's an insult. It's an insult to everything good in the world. The Carolina Panthers' offensive line is pure T fucking garbage. I don't know. Is there anybody, is there anything to build on it? Is there any way to improve it? I don't see this line getting any better throughout the season. And it's so bad, I don't even know what to look at. It's just like, no way these guys are even going to block anybody. Well, the only only positive we have coming is Austin Corbett coming back from his injury. But that's about it. But, Tony, that's the scariest part of what's going forward in the future. It's like I was saying earlier, like we talk about like people like, well, Peyton Manning only won two games his, his rookie year. And we go back to all these quarterbacks that did this and that. But they had more going for them in the in the future, like, like more to look forward to based on the way the team was built around them, even though they got drafted naturally at the spots they were at and we traded up for it. And, I mean, like we can't compare these kind of things because we we have – this is one of the worst football teams I've ever seen. Like all around, hands down. I'm not blaming stuff like everything on Bryce Young. I'm giving him blame, but I'm not blaming stuff on Bryce Young. We have one of the worst absolute football teams that I've ever seen. I don't think and it should be though, Greg. But I think you're, you're right. You're right. It shouldn't be. 
it, it, like, it just shouldn't be this bad. It shouldn't be good yeah. necessarily. But I didn't. I mean, how is it this bad? I don't get it. How can yeah. Matt Rule do a better job? Think about that. How fucking terrible is that? That Matt Rule because Ron a better Rivera job. left him a better legacy than Matt Rule left Frank Wright. Maybe there is maybe. there is. I think there's some truth to that, but. I think uh, honestly, the the fact that it got worse this year than it was last year, I think should also speak. I mean, this is this is the team that they built, right? Yeah, they're not blameless. You're right. They're definitely not blameless. Sorry. Good. I was just simply going to say that. I mean, when you look at what they built, I mean, coming into the year, I mean, you have veterans at every position that we felt like we had holes at, and so if you're really thinking that that coaching is the smallest part of this, you've got to be kidding yourself. I mean, we brought Hayden Hurst in. He's got, what, three catches so far? Like, it just seems like he's non-existent. Um, we brought back Campen, but we also added a couple of pieces to the offensive line. They somehow have gotten worse. The only difference is Bryce Young, I mean, obviously a couple of other pieces, and and coach, like the head coach and the, and the, the, the organization as a whole. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the majority of the blame is on coaching. I think um, it's – you cannot – like there is nobody who can look at this situation and say that Bryce Young is blameless. Like you cannot, you cannot look at this because again, I just think, yeah, right now he looks a little in over his head uh, in some ways. And uh, the opposite is what we were told we were getting too, right? Like again, and I, I think that lack of supreme physical ability is showing yeah. some, you know, is that like, yeah, he can make a lot of the throws. He can zip it a couple. He's got a quick release. And some different things. But he, remember we said every quarterback that's a top quarterback has some sort of elite trait. And we had said that Bryce's elite trait was between his ears and the intangible. And that just hasn't been a trait that he's been able to lean on at this point. Um, And then I think the other things are kind of showing that, I don't know. Uh, The number's 252-228-5098. We're about to jump into your calls, but don't forget, Guys, uh, as this long, long season wears on, it's going to make you feel old and tired. And you want to see an old and tired looking dude? It's named Frank Reich right now. He looks every week that he goes and coaches the football team out there. He looks like a president who just did a year, a year term of their four-year term. Frank Reich is five years into into a presidency and if he makes it through the bye week, he's going to look like tw- like presidents do when they walk out the door. Barack Obama, young and beautiful when he walked in, old and old, older when he walked out. Donald Trump, the same, actually. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> it's somehow. Uh, but if you want to fight that, if you want to fight that aging process and you want to look good in the face, a lot better than Frank Reich is going to look like next week and the week after. I suggest checking out Caldera Lab products. It's top-end skincare product for men. Um, my wife sneaks. Look, she likes it. She even puts some of the lotion on sometimes, some of the serum on it. I'm like, stop using my stuff. Stop. Too expensive. But I'm telling you, these Caldera Lab products are really awesome. A twice-a-day skin regimen can help your skin rejuvenate, make you feel and look younger. And in just as little as six weeks, you can see true significant results. I think it can be, be even faster. It's helped me a lot with blackheads. Uh, I don't I don't get the dry skin 
So I get that nice wash and cleanse, but I don't get the dryness that comes with like an alcohol-based product. Um, been very happy with Caldera Lab products. CalderaLab.com slash C3. Guys, go and fight the aging. Get some sleep. Get some rest. That's my problem. I got to cut back on the drinking. The Panthers seemingly contribute to that every week. I'm not drinking today. I'm saying this. No, I'm not going to let you make me an alcoholic, Carolina Panthers. I am trying to work on self-health. I took a nap instead of being furious all the entire game. And I'm trying to work on my skin with calderalab.com slash C3. Get you 20% off your first order. Cody, like, I feel like we should just really start taking some calls. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely what we should do. Uh, And if you would like to be a part of those calls, call into our cat calls line at 252-228-5098 and tell us how much you hate our takes. Let's go. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like. Force. Why don't you work? Every. It says it's connected. It says it's connected. This is like uh, what Frank Reich's saying. I told we'll you. We'll fix it live, man. We'll fix it in post. You're good. So. Uh, <laughs> see, we're going to have to go check the tape. Hey, guys, this is Panther Pickle. Um, I, This is in the middle of the game, actually. Uh, it ain't even really halftime, so. Uh, uh, but as a current a lot of folks uh, online are screaming, call. let Thomas Brown start to call the plays. Let Thomas Brown call the plays. Well, let's evaluate Thomas Brown's job as a first-time offensive coordinator. Why? Let me see. The quarterback position sucks. The offensive line sucks. The receivers suck. The tight end sucks. Did I leave anybody? Oh, yeah, and the fullback. We don't have a fullback, so we'd probably suck too if we had one. Thomas Brown just sucks as a current offensive coordinator. He just does. Is it all on him? Probably not. But nonetheless, he's an offensive coordinator, and he takes the hit for it. Because he it ain't like all his other positions are great. Okay? So, I mean, I you know, yeah, I can come out and tell you all you want to know. And and he can make us sound real good on an interview. Well, winning a football game isn't about how good you talk on the on the press room. But that's my opinion. I'm sure folks think different. So y'all have a great day, and we'll see you later. There is a picture floating around though of Frank Reich talking to Thomas Brown late in this game, and some people believe that uh, this could have been a moment where. Frank Wright just says, why don't you just fucking do it? I'm tired of this shit, too. Um, And they said that people were talking about, did you see that Chuba Hubbard started to get more involved at that moment and that we weren't throwing as many screen passes? I don't know if, and again, maybe during my nappy time between in in that punt, 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 punt third quarter that I didn't miss anything, thank goodness. Maybe that's where the screen passes were. I don't feel like there was just a ton of wide receiver screens. 
But then you look at the Lions throwing all these wide receiver screens, and then they're out there blocking and making it work. I saw that Sheena Quick is going to ask Frank Wright in the post game in the post game presser if he gave away the play call, and, and it sounds like Cody, already, you have already kind of gotten some insight yeah. into that. Yeah, I mean, he basically just said that, like always, it's been a joint effort uh, calling plays between him and Thomas Brown. So I don't basically really saying get- not on him. And not on Thomas Brown at the same time. I don't really um, fully agree with uh, Pickle. Pickle said most people won't agree with me. And I think this is, I think maybe the point is, or at least I think in one half I'd say is this is just like, if you put Thomas Brown in there and he doesn't do good, how do you evaluate him as an offensive coordinator? Because he's never done it calling plays full time before. He's then got all of this shitty ass team to work with. And so then we're going to kind of come back. And if he doesn't have success, we're going to be like, well, how could this guy have done any good with this crap right here in a rookie quarterback? So you have excuse after excuse. On the other hand, I think, too, is that like, hey, is that this offense just hasn't had a game plan to attack teams really in a cool way. And I thought that's where we were going to be different. Finally, I thought having an offensive head coach, I thought, um, having these like this brain trust of guys and then a cerebral quarterback, you would go, all right, let's look at this team. Let's go into this tape and let's find their fucking weakness. And then we're going to walk out there and just have like this killer, like, Oh, we saw this on the tape. Pow, pow, pow. Nope. But I guess you can't do that when your offensive line stinks. The numbers two, five, two, 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 eight, 5098. Let's go to the next call. Yo, C3 TJ from G Vegas. Hey, what's up? Halftime right now. I've seen enough. I'm really glad I haven't been drinking these past few weeks, or I'd be really pissed off. But uh looks like against a decent offense, the defense is tired in the first quarter this time instead of the second half, so that's interesting. Hmm. Maybe they're not just not tired. Maybe we just suck. Uh Brian Burns, man, he's really showed up not. And uh, Bryce, well, like I said last week, two picks, uh, one decent push down the field, Adam Thielen on that last drive before half. Of course, he's wide open and a prevent against the prevent defense. And then two shots to the end zone, way off target, terrible passes. Uh, so hopefully it gets better from here. Uh, but so far, I still haven't seen any evidence of uh, standing in there and Going past 15, 20, like Greg was saying, uh, he's seen a few passes like 15, 20 yards downfield against actual coverage. Uh, but I mean, to me, it's, it's been few and far in between and 20, 25 yards. I mean, that's nothing. That's with Yak included. But anyway, keep pounding. Hopefully things look up in the future. All Have right. A- We're going to rock to the next goal. Hey, what's going on? It's Phoenix from Chicago. Uh, I had a great time, you know, watching the first half uh, with some of the guys. It was a lot of fun. You know, thank you. Uh, real quick, I'm sure everything's going to just explode <laughs> on the calls. Uh, I'll try to be short. Rather than focus in on, like, players, uh, like, individually, you know, Bryce or Burns or whoever, uh, how do how does a fan base or fans of a team – 
like really show their leaders like how they really feel when you have an entire org that seems to do nothing but just chew up really good players. You know, we've probably been really close the way they say, you know, probably. Yeah, we've had great players come and go a lot of the time. But my thing is, like, why is it a lot of the time or most of the time that those, quote, generational or great or breakthrough players, sometimes here they look like they don't even want to play. You know, something is deeply, deeply wrong with the team. The attitude of the team, it's just horrible. No one looks like they want to be there. Everyone's just getting just physically just, like, beaten up, you know. Yeah. It's like you're getting your, like, ass whooped or you're looking like you don't even want to be there. Uh, so what do you do when that's out there? Um, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. I mean, uh, V, and that's my brother Vince. Shout out Vince. I, I think the only way that you can really vote is with your dollar. But as we've mentioned before, you can't really even do that because fans are going to buy PSLs and they're going to give them and sell them to other opposing fans that want to come into Bank of America Stadium. It's like, that's another thing today. When you see that Ford Stadium, dude, that's a fan base. Their fans are in when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. They're loud. Well, they're Dude, good there, were, now. there were multiple times They've been waiting for the this, game. Cody. They've been waiting right. for this. That's not okay, but it's not even a fair. still, we, even if you would have said that Tony. three years ago, you no, but even like, even even still, they have uh, right now that that uh stadium was filled to the brink, and they made it hard on us on third downs to the point where the commentators even brought it up and mentioned it. So it's like, how are we not supposed to compare that to what we have? I, I don't know, man. I have no answers to give anyone. Uh, it's just feeling pretty hopeless right now. Nirvash with the $10 says, you know, keep bemoaning the offensive line. And I counted seconds on Bryce's throws this game. Many times he had three or more seconds to throw, and he held the ball at least four seconds on the Hutchinson sack. So, there's been both, you know, there's been times where it's both. There's been times where Bryce holds the ball too long. There's been times where the offensive line is just immediately under duress and it makes Bryce like sort of panic a little, you know, it was like, oh shit, this is about to, you know, so it's just, look, the offensive line has been bad. Um, And there's been moments when they haven't been the worst and those moments still haven't been good. We just hit over 300 uh, viewers of the stream. 
We love um, we love hanging out with you guys and the support. I wish it was under better circumstances. The one thing, though, Cody, I think it's really tough. There's a couple of th- this. This is tough. First, the Lions, they've never even won a Super Bowl, right? Aren't they a Super Bowlist team? Yeah, they've never won a Super Bowl. So I think it's just, look, is that they have been such des- in dire times for so long. They finally have something to be excited about. Um, that's one thing I think, but I've, uh, I do give a lot of credit to Browns fans, Lions fans. Who's another team that's been in perpetual hell. Jacksonville. Yeah, but they're young. They're young. I'm trying to think if there's any I mean, other really older young. teams. Yeah, I, mean, see, I guess my point is, is this is like, in some ways, it's a test. How about the Jets? Even though the Jets yeah. won with no. Namath forever go. ago, they've been, yeah. Perfect, perfect. So I think it's a testament to those fan bases that they are able to keep a strong, that they have a strong fan base. Um, and I think that's admirable. But I see these Browns fans in Greenville, they go to this bar and they decorate and stuff. And usually they just decorate for the first half. And then they're like, oh, no, nah, I mean, they stay there and watch it. But it's like, after week one, they're always like, well, this is where we're at. Um, it sucks that we're walking in that direction, it feels like, or we're part of that conversation now. But on the other hand, is that when you have generational fans, like when your dad was a fan, your grandpa took yeah. you to a game as a kid, you are going to be a fan. Like, you go, you don't get a choice. You know what I'm saying? Panther, the, the problem and challenge with being a young team is we don't have that generational built-in component. So we actually have to have success because if we don't have success, we we just don't have like, hey, grandpa used to take me when I was a kid. Now, we were starting to get into that because we have multiple. Look, we've got kids that have only grown up as Panther fans now. Think of like JJ and Anthony and these Noah. So you're starting to create that generational component. But, man, how are we going to grow this show? How are we going to grow this fan base when if we just are in this misery of ineptitude and luckily i guess the only hope we got right now is that the lions are showing you that it might have a, it might end one day you know is that there was I'm, i bet you there was a timeline fans just said you know what we're never going to be good oh they were the first team to go 0 and 16 in the draft era yeah 100% the mo- the two most painful fan bases to be a part of in recent years, have been the Browns and the Lions, and yeah, right now and both of them and the Jets. Yeah, and the and then some people in the chat mentioned the Cardinals, which is a good one. Um, They've actually, been to a Super Bowl, I think. Yeah, but you know the Tony, the Cardinals—they're the oldest team in the NFL because yeah. they originally started either in uh, Chicago, I believe it was. They've moved around a whole bunch, but I mean, yeah, there's a few teams. But Bengals. when you think about recent, yeah, the Bengals, there's a few of them. But right now, in this era, the Carolina Panthers are undoubtedly uh, in that list of teams, man. Yeah, and, you and- know, we always were talking about um, we need back-to-back winning season. And I do think back-to-back winning season is very important Yeah, uh, because it does create, like, some fan momentum. And I think that's been something that has held us back as a fan base continuing to grow and get like this kind of foundation underneath it. Uh, but we have had these two Super Bowl appearances. So we've had these moments of success in there that have that kind of have generated this excitement. 
The scary part though is, is I want back. I want every other year winning seasons now. I'll take that all day. We haven't had a winning season. What? Since 2017. And yeah. we're two weeks away from this one, not even be, or three weeks away from this, like being a mathematical impossibility soon. You know, we're getting really close to that. And that sucks. We, I don't know. And like Greg has said on this podcast, dude, if this Bryce Young thing doesn't work out, it's going to be a long time before you fix it. And I hope that's not the case because you could say the Cardinals really screwed up on their first pick and they got back in it with Kyler Murray. I'm trying yeah, to think, is they, anybody else cut bait real quick? Well, but, oh, you could say the Jets screwed up and maybe even the 49ers, but they actually had uh, the 49ers had a good team. Yeah, but also the Arizona Cardinals, the very next year, they had their first round pick. And Tony, listen, I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it. At the end of this year, when the Carolina Panthers uh, have get, you know, their pick is going to belong to the Chicago Bears. And when it looks like that pick is going to give them either Caleb Williams or Drake May, dude, forget anything that we say. This fan base is going to be on fire. It's going to be on fire. And then, by the way, when you look at this team right now, what free agent is enticed to come here and play for the team? When you're looking at this coaching staff, when you look at the talent that we have, we're more than one player away. What free agent is like, yeah, the Carolina Panthers, that's where I'm going to go to win a championship. Oh, and they have a young quarterback who's still trying to learn to play the NFL game on the fly. It, it's just, it's all bad right now, man. It's all bad. Let's go to the next call. JP, the Drunken Panther here, guys. And, uh, man, I got some takes. Cody's right. Uh, we could have run back this with Matt Corral. This is ridiculous. Yep. Firefitterer. Firefitterer. <laughs> this is inexcusable. Bryce doesn't look good. Uh, Reich hasn't looked good. Fire Miles Sanders into the fucking sun. I'm done with that guy. I'm done with the turnovers. I'm done with the injuries. I'm done with the ineffectiveness. This is an embarrassment. There, the fact that we are going 0-5 without a first-round pick is an embarrassment. Fire Federer and, geez, at this point, I don't know. Do you call Matt Corral and ask him to come back? I, I mean, it, I don't understand why this team is so inept. I don't understand how they became the laughing stock of the NFL. Yeah. I don't get it. It's really, really embarrassing. I, I guess I blame, I blame ownership because we never used to be this embarrassing. Yeah, we had ups and downs. Yeah, we didn't win the division every year, but we weren't an embarrassment. Like this team is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. When the bear, when we play the bears and the bears house us, it's going to be even more embarrassing because they're going to have our first round pick and they're going to pound us into the ground and then get a better pick for it. It's just, it's shameful. I'm so tired of being embarrassed by my team and this is embarrassing. 
I'm not I, like look at the Falcons. They're still running Desmond Ritter out there. They're like, yes, whether or not it's the guy or not, they're gonna wait till they find the guy. Fitter was like, nope, I'm finding the guy in the draft. Doesn't matter what it takes. And you lost DJ Moore in multiple picks to get Bryce Young to go 0 and 5. And you passed on Steve Wilkes. He, oh, sorry, sorry, Steve. But yeah, the guys played their fucking hearts out for you. Yeah, they tried to, to bully their way into a playoff spot. But you know what? Frank Reich's the answer because, because reasons. Reason, Steve. Reason. This is embarrassing. I'm so fucking sick of being embarrassed by my team. I don't even want to say keep pounding because I don't. I, I really don't feel like the organization is even pounding anymore. I don't know what they're doing, but it's embarrassing, and I'm embarrassed by this team. C3, keep doing what you're doing. You're you're the only beacon of hope that we have at this point. Man, thank you. I love you guys. Hang in there. Thank Appreciate you. Great call. Um, and that's it is. I the best listening. part of being a Panthers fan is being on the C three Panthers podcast. Is it? It's uh great to have friends and to lock arms with all these people in the chat and do all. And it makes it. I, mean, I couldn't imagine doing this on my own. Oh hell! But, you no. know, imagine being a fan of this on your own. And I like oh. you. We need some support at this moment. If it uh, wasn't for me having to know what happened in the game, I'm watching Red Zone every Sunday. Somebody <laughs> like, said this. I saw a great tweet that said, I'm just going to watch the Red Zone so I don't have to watch the Panthers at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... He said, you can't gone. hurt me there. That's what he said. You can't hurt me there. The tweet, I was dead. That was, you know, this week you would have gotten there a little bit. But... uh but with the opposing I, team, you would have definitely. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Actually, that is where they would hurt you, is you would just see us get you get chewed up <laughs> by the other side every time. But uh, I was listening to a national show. I listen to it sometimes on the way to work. Um, two, two pros and a cup of Joe or something. I hate this one guy on it, but LeVar Arrington's up there, Brady Quinn. And... The guy that I don't like, Jonas Knox, I don't care for him really. He's just a nerd. And he goes, and the Panthers are just a bag of turds. <laughs> and I was like, I wanted to be upset. And I was like, you know He's what? Right. This is not only is he right, but now the finally, the only time we get national recognition is just for being a shit, a stinky, so stinky. That's how we finally got someone to talk about us. Is like, hey, look at how shitty that place is out there. Can't imagine be a fan of that team. Let's go to the next goal. D3, what's good? Yo, it's JD. Uh, yeah, JD. Getting ready to go into the fourth quarter of the game, right? And uh, try not to be one for uh, hindsight of revisiting the past and saying, hey, this is what we should have did or, and, and all of that jazz. But I'm, 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 Yo, this is why, like this. This is what I heard. So many people rooting for it. This is what I heard. So many Panthers fans crying for it. They wanted an offensive-minded head coach, right? We moved on from run. We got rule. Moved on from rule, which was the right thing to do. Wilt took over. Wilt showed you he should have been the head coach. Now it's early in Wright's tenure. Five games in. 
and this offense look worse than it did on the roots. Offense of my head coach, this is what we get, 10 points. I mean, I know the Lions are a good team, but 10 points. They got Bryce out there looking like a goddamn bomb. Like, I'm watching the Lions offense, and the shit is a, it's a thing of goddamn beauty. Where the fuck is it? Offensive money head coach. Where's that from, from, from our offensive money head coach? Where, where are these plays at? Where are these things designed to put Bryce in the best position to succeed? Where are these things designed to put the players on the offensive side of the ball in the best position to succeed? Three turnovers. How many times is this going to have to go out the season? Sent, bro, Thompson drive. The running back that you, you traded for in the offseason ain't did nothing. But the guy who was actually putting in work last season, y'all decided to walk away from him. We had a head coach last last year that gave the team an identity. You knew what the offense was going to try to do. You knew what they were going to do. At the very least, you knew what they were going to try to do. They're going to run the damn ball. Wilkes gave the team a fucking identity. I saw motherfuckers executed. I didn't see this many goddamn penalties. All that shit is a direct reflection of that coaching staff. Like, the last couple of weeks, I heard people bad-mouthing and talking down, like, hey, you want to evaluate your own game? Do so. But look at the, fucking, the plays and the positions that these guys are getting put in. Bro, like, this is wild, but this is what we asked for. This this is this is what we as Panther fans asked for. We wanted an offensive-minded head coach. This team don't have an identity. And Young ain't never going to be the quarterback he could be until they get one. So Wright and staff need to tighten the fuck up. Like, I'm trying to just enjoy the football season. I'm trying not to get caught up in all the, the grief and shit. But this is pissing me the fuck off, bro. The Lions are good, but they ain't that goddamn good. I don't know. They're pretty good. They have a top five defense, and they have a top five offense. Or well, they at least lines are pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if their offense is still top five. It was, we know, like one of the best in the league last year. But it's been the red zone efficiency has gone down. Was down until they played the Panthers. Now it's probably at top of the league. Um, I feel like that's a little passy for Bryce Young. And actually, you know what is? I don't know if uh, when I say pass, I'm concerned a little bit that Bryce Young's ceiling, like uh, CK was saying earlier, had the highest floor and the kind of lower ceiling out of these guys, that his floor isn't as high as we thought and his ceiling isn't as high as we potentially even thought with even us kind of having concerns about it. I just wonder, he's not fast. I mean, he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't run doesn't fast. Have a cannon. Yeah, he I doesn't mean, have the traits that you would move up to the number one pick for. He has the intangibles. He has the high intelligence. But guess what? The San Francisco 49ers got that at the 256th pick with Brock Burry, who also had a crazy S2 score. As much as fans might not want to admit it, Physical traits matter. They matter all the time. I'm still taking Justin Herbert over to attack of Iloa. I'm still taking Josh Allen over Baker Mayfield. It's like it matters because at least those abilities you can fall back on when they start to struggle in other areas because they can make the throws and they can run. They can do the things that you need to do. 
And now these. I other think you yeah, had the trade up part, the number one. If you're picking these guys, if they, I don't, I don't know. I was, I was going to ask you that, Cody. Is that? It, do you come back to the draft and you say this? Do you pick for now or do you pick for later? And what I mean by that is, do you pick what someone can be in the NFL or what they are coming into the NFL? I see. Yeah, it's like uh, you're the. But then on the other hand is. Anthony Richardson has not finished but two games all yeah. season long. He's out there, man. His shoulder looked jay. He was walking off. It looked like his shoulders. It's like, oh, this the rumors is Cam is that Newton. He has a torn AC joint in his arm. Oh, no. Uh, in yeah. his bone shoulder? That's terrible. You got Cam Newton, but you didn't get the good years. Yeah, you didn't get the Superman years where he was seemingly impervious to y- Y'all remember Cam Newton flipped his fucking truck? Like a day before the game yeah, or something, and, then went and, and, and he still played. Back. Yeah, but, uh, and, I was yeah. say I think his back was broken, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, jacket. a fractured, ver- like you know, those knob, like the little knobs that are on your back. Like if you, you know, is like I think one of them had a little crack in it. So I mean, it's not like he broke his back or so, but it does sound cool to say that he broke right. his back and then played a game. Uh, let's talk about this poll. Um, well, first, guys, we need you to smash the thumbs up button. I know that you're not really happy with the Carolina Panthers, but there are over 300 people watching. We need your support. The way you can support the podcast is by smashing the thumbs up button, hitting the subscribe, maybe even the notification bell. We are always putting out more and more content, despite the Panthers putting out more and more crap right now. And um, after the show, get in the comment section. The more we get comments afterwards, it helps us p- pop up in the algorithm for people. And some way, we're going to have to manufacture some excitement this season. We're going to have to. I heard Steve Logan, former ECU Pirate coach, saying this. He said, you can manufacture offense with bad players or with less talented players. He said, you can't manufacture defense with poor players. Right. He's like, you can find ways to generate some offense somehow. It might not be the greatest thing ever, but you can find ways to scheme it. You can do some different things. He said, if you got terrible defensive players, you can't scheme them up. They're just going to get worked. Well, we're going to have to find a way to scheme up some offense this year on the C3 Panthers podcast. We've been doing actually we're going to do it in just a moment with the Mega Mingo card. But what is this poll, Greg, and what are the results? Uh, Yeah, you know, I just put my own thought out there for this poll. I had a poll beforehand, which we can go into after this. But this one right here specifically got 161 votes about 30 minutes ago. I put it up and I put even blame for everybody. I said my take is that. The quarterback's 25%, the coaches 25%, the GM's 25%, and other players 25%. And do you agree or disagree? That's even blame throughout the whole franchise for what's going on right now. I got a 59% agreeance with me and a 41% disagree. So I think for the majority of people, they think that they're kind of on the same boat, that this is not one person's fault, but everybody takes blame with this. So... I think uh, we're going to have to come back to this is that this is Scott. uh, I think Scott Fitterer is going to have to bear the biggest brunt of this. He needs to go. He needs to be fired. It's that time. This offensive line right here, that's Scott Fitterer. Yeah. We knew that these concerns existed. 
we knew that the not only that this offensive line play a little bit better than it probably was last year because of, you know, that power run game, putting all the tight end. You know, I mean, there's some different things. Bradley Bozeman comes in. Austin Corbett was great. But you knew Brady Christensen and Austin Corbett were suffer- were injured in the, uh, going into the offseason. You knew that. And you risked everything saying that we're going to hope that these guys are healthy in time and that we're gonna just going to be able to run it back and we're not going to run into injury now. And right out the gate, you're dependent on a fourth round or some shit like that guard in Savala, Brock Throckmorton or whatever the hell that dude's name. Like, I mean, I don't even know. Like, that just is malpractice. It's malpractice to not develop, to have any depth and to do, I don't know. And I guess you could say, oh, well, we did. We had Cam Irving and we cut him and we had, I don't know. I think this is that, I can understand how you thought Miles Sanders and maybe even DJ Shark could be a, uh, or at least Shark would be a cheap option that maybe you could get some value out of. I could even see pairing uh, Thielen with a younger player and that you can get something there. But to me, this offensive line is malpractice. And you know what is even if I can see the logic behind it, guys, it hasn't worked. Whatever it is, Hayden Hurst hasn't worked. Miles Sanders hasn't worked. Um, who else hasn't worked? DJ Chark hasn't okay, worked. Dude, uh, I mean, yeah, DJ Chark. But like, I'm open. just trying to think of from no, Fitterer's uh, point yeah, of view, like I mean, what how has worked. Hey, how about this? What has Justin Houston done? Has Justin Houston done anything? I didn't. I don't even think he's playing. Uh, like, yeah, he's, he's not even there. Yeah, I, I mean, it feels, I, yeah, it, I haven't it, heard his feels, name. It feels like he's entirely absent. The third round pick edge rusher that we traded up oh, for that's the la- biggest la- largely absent. DJ Johnson uh is never doing anything for us. Uh I mean, we all of our backup offensive linemen are absolutely terrible. All of the good trades that you might want to attribute to Scott Fitter, those players are either not on the team anymore or they ended up being a bust. Tony, I remember you and I fought about whether or not the C.J. Henderson trade wasn't good because at the time it was this and that. I still maintain every single game that C.J. Henderson plays for the Carolina Panthers. He's getting burned harder than a matchbox. Uh, it, it's just, you know, we let Hassan Reddick go out the door for Brian Burns. And by the way, I apologize for ever saying that Brian Burns was worth more than $27 million a year. He's not. He had one sack today. And I don't care how many sacks is on page four. How many times in the film room do I have to show everyone that there are multiple plays where, I mean, even a backup tackle is steering Brian Burns right around the quarterback. He's not a difference maker like he wants to be paid like. He wasn't drafted by Federer, but the point remains the same. It's like right now there are no dogs on the Carolina Panthers. There are no truly elite football players. And by the way, if they are, we're never going to know until they're on another team that can actually build them up in the proper way. And it's not like there are names on the Detroit Lions defensive front that we know other than Aiden Hutchinson. You know, it's not like he's surrounded by great players on that. Now, they might be pretty good. You know, I don't even know who they are. But 
that is a guy right now who's making the case where they're going to be an impact player regardless of who's with them. You know, and so you could say, oh, TJ Watts got the other guy. Who'd they get? The Hightower? You know, is like, oh, he's got that. Joey Bosa has all of these things. Miles Garrett or whatever. Like, but I think Von Bell, Von Miller back in his heyday to Miles Garrett to the to Michael Parsons is yeah, it's like they play so elite because they are surrounded by good players. But I think they also show they're just independent value in every, you know I mean? Like what is Aiden Hutchinson? Like, was there anybody else that you were really worried about? I mean, can, you, can we name one other defensive player on their team other than the long haired, uh, they got a couple of linebackers that we know the, it's kind of got a funny name. Uh, uh, starts with an A, I think they like, I mean, you don't know any of their pass rushers. You don't well, know they, any also, of- they, they also drafted the linebacker. Uh, who had been training and working out with Luke Kixley before the draft. Uh, his name escapes me at the moment. Uh, but, yeah. Ryan I Burns mean, was not the best defensive player on the field today for no. all of the teams. How, hey, how often is he ever? Like, lately. Maybe a couple of times last year. But this year, it's like, you know, I, I don't see a $27 million player. Yeah. I don't see no, it. No, I agree. I agree. In fact, I think that uh, if there is one thing that the Panthers may have gotten right at this point is to not be premature and paying them that money and feeling like you're obligated to do it. And then we just kind of continue to handcuff ourselves to players that we're well, going to have. Even to. then, there's still egg on this face. Cause yeah, because he didn't do the trade. Yeah, you could have traded them last year for two first round picks and you didn't do it. You you didn't do it, even though you knew the ballpark that Brian Burns was going to ask for money in. So it's like now, even if you tried to trade Brian Burns, he doesn't have the value right now that he did last year, not even close. Uh, hey, before we do Mega Mango, I want to make sure I read the latest uh, super chats that we have. Um, Jay Tom, or no, White Chocolate Espresso says the, the signs were there. Cal Hurd had us at nine to ten wins. Uh, Jay Thomas with the not four ninety nine says his management listening to the fans too much. Jerry Richardson ignored the hell out of us, but gave us a good product. Tyler Jones with the four ninety nine says, "Here's my copay, fellas. I'm drinking right now. Does anyone else want to cheers to a long season together? We will get through this. C three family. White chocolate espresso with the one ninety nine. Uh, minus four turnover margin, eight touchdowns in five games. Uh, we should be O and five. And then no, Jay Thomas, are. yeah, Jay Thomas with the four ninety nine says, keep the drinks flowing. Who else is down for an O and sixteen tattoo at the end of the season? Oh god, eight pounding. We got My seventy goodness. games this year, so yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We got O and seventy. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, don't forget that. I know we always come. I I still say sixteen half the time yeah. when I'm doing my math. Um, are we going to be the first ones to go O and seventeen? Like, we are could we going to be this team that's the first one? Oh, Frank Rice going to make history his first year as a Carolina Panthers head coach. Y'all, he's going to make history. The most qualified quarterback to ever come into the NFL on day one, prepared to win uh, right out the gate and have immediate success, goes 0-17. Yuck. Um, I think it would be hard. You said to bench him today. Or is that? And 
I feel like as I almost just say play them and play them and see try to learn what you got. Yeah. Uh, and just like you know, instead well, of just hoping that next year that you know, what I mean, like is like we can learn if he's going to progress and get better, then we might be able to find some signs of life. What if he continues to get worse or something? Which I don't think. I'm not. I'm not giving up on Bryce Young. Not even there. I think you got to put a better team around him uh, to really just adequately judge. Short, too short of a sample set. But I will say this: in our effort to generate some excitement for this year, we had some cool sayings coming into the year. The year of 20 C three, not as cool anymore. Right. This is not the year that I had wanted the year of 20 C three to be and to be remembered by. I also, hey, man, we got Jonathan Mingo. Let's do this mega mango card where we check off these boxes. Now you got to be a C3 super fan for just a dollar 99 a month. You can help support this podcast as we continue to grow the content and develop a community of self-help support mental. Uh, this is like a mental health, mental health awareness day for every Panther fan every Sunday. Um. <laughs> I thought this was going to be great. We're going to give a Jonathan Mango jersey away. And you know what? It started to work out fantastic. X is all over the place. Man, this jersey was in sight. I almost was a little upset today. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to give this jersey away. I'm going to go. We got to mail it. Like, and then I'm going to have to come up with another thing and this and that. Mango was in the end zone. He was open. Mm-hmm. Bryce threw it a tick behind him. I know. That would have been the Mega Mango jersey going to a C3 super fan today, mm. but that's out. We did not get uh, a Mango touchdown. Did we get a fumble recovery? Any fumble recoveries? I know they uh, got recovered our fumble. No, I don't believe we did. We did not get a road win. You will never get a horn interception again. Uh, um, breaking news Taylor Swift's boyfriend's walking off the field into the locker room yeah he no! looked injured he looked injured the last play I saw him and it's like oh it looks like he's hurt oh I got him in prize picks for a touchdown yeah, he's, he's, oh he looks like he's, he's done three he's limping yeah. very gingerly oh yeah, poor Mr. Yeah. Pfizer I know oh I know dude there. honestly I was like oh god dude when I saw that commercial I was like I cannot believe that uh, well, that's what he was talking Sell about right out. all right let's go back to the Coles Hey, what's up, C3 Podcast? This is Tyler. This is Tyler from <laughs> Oklahoma, also known as the Angriest Panthers fan. And I have a uh, solution to rebuild the team. It's just going to involve an airplane, and we need it to crash into the fucking ground. And we need to start a week oh, on Marshall Panthers. It's ACL. Uh, as well as pounding afterwards. What did he say? So if the team crashes in a plane, we will get 53 (laughs) picks straight in the grass. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Um, We will be able to completely rebuild the team. Marvin Harrison. What? So that's that's my hope this year is somehow the plane crashes. 
I can't co-sign that, no. brother. No, no, that guy, no. Oh, that's a bat, bro. I ain't wishing death on nobody. Jesus. He said, no, hey. he didn't say uh, you didn't say it's one thing to wish death on a person. He's like this whole staff, the whole team, the practice squad, everybody. The cheerleaders, like Wiped all of them. Like, look, listen, hey. I, I understand. Homeboy was probably trying to just make a joke. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it, I'm sure he it, was. It, 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 it fell flat, brother. Sorry. I don't man. know if it. I think. Yeah. Hey. Well, the death part did, but I think the point, the hidden point between it or behind it, is that he's saying this is like it's such a systemic need to replace yep. so many things. Yeah. Like it's not like oh well we're just gonna get a couple of offensive linemen things are gonna be better. It's like you need wide receivers, you need linebackers, you need quarterbacks, you need uh, running backs, you need offensive. Like it is. How do you truly rebuild this? Like what is the starting point? And you know, probably the only way to do it is gonna <laughs> take a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, Bryce Young might not be there for the good part of it. Right. He might be a part of the story, but not the entire part of the story. Yeah. And, hey, I just want to say real quick for anybody interested, uh, Kelsey did this go out. I'm calling it right now for any reports come out. He just tore his Achilles. I've seen too many players do it, and the exact same reaction he had right there, he tore his Achilles. Mm, and can right, I be honest good. with Just you? Look at the reaction. That's an if we there. if we're able to get a different team in the Super Bowl from the AFC this year, dude, I'm all for it, man. I, I, I'd like some uh so a, a toss up, you know. Let it let it be uh the Bills. You know, the Bills are. I mean, they lost today, but I don't know. I would like to see some new teams get in there. Dark times for Panther fans. Dark times. Um, next goal. Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? It's G Cavassier. Damn it. Oh. Well, another loss. Another, another motherfucking loss, man. Ah. Oh. But you know what? I'm rolling with Bryce. That motherfucker threw for three touchdowns. I know that he threw for two interceptions, G- which were boneheaded fucking mistakes. You know, but hey, that motherfucker threw for three touchdowns, man. My problem with today's game was the fucking defense, man. Our defense pissed me the fuck off, man. I think Brian Barnes got a uh, sack. I believe he did, whatever. But they ran that ball all over us. I'm like, come on, man. Good God almighty, man. And to me, the running backs really ain't all that. Detroit has a good team. Detroit, You know, I ain't going to lie. You know what I'm saying? But get the fuck out of here, man. Because Detroit, let's be honest, they ain't won. I mean, I'm going to give y'all a little history lesson because I'm older than a lot of y'all. The last time they won a fucking playoff game, I was in middle school. Okay? Mm-hmm. I was in middle school. I'm 45 years old. So any Detroit fans listening to this or any Detroit fans want to talk shit to me, like the last time y'all won a playoff game was 1991. So shut the fuck up. But, hey, off to Miami, man. You know, off to Miami. Yeah, I believe after Miami we got to buy or whatever, but I'm going to be the first one to say it, man. I'm not sold on Frank, man. Frank needs to go, man. Him and the Dan General, man. Both the motherfuckers need to go. 
But, hey, Bryce two for three touchdowns. Give me your take on that. Y'all keep pounding. Hey, I, I will say congratulations, Bryce, for throwing those. I do give you credit for having a decent statistical game. He did play really well. Given circumstances, he played really well for certain parts of the game. Uh, but the, the whole part about the Detroit thing, man, that's great. They only made the playoff. They haven't been on a playoff game since then. But that's not, I'm not, it's not then right now. It's right now. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, uh, Montgomery is a top five running back in the NFL. Jameer Gibbs is right behind him. He didn't play today, but he's right behind him. They have a fantastic running game. That's why they ran all over us today, because they have a fantastic running game. The top three offensive line in the league, they are a fantastic running team. That's why Swift was so good last year. That's why Montgomery, who wasn't as good in Chicago last year, came here and is tearing it up. I think he has five touchdowns this year. Like, now, like, you have like, one, like they have, have a great today? running game. Um, well, yeah, I mean, look, is they're doing they, – they have really the type of offense that – Probably like a Bryce Young needs to succeed. You know, Bryce yeah. Young's a short Jared Goff, right? And so uh, is, is sure. that like play? Not action? just big on arm. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. Okay. Wow. You would say, all right, uh, a play oh, action. Jared, I, I don't know anyone oh, that would argue that Bryce doesn't have uh, as big as an arm as Jared Goff. Uh, somebody posted this to me on Twitter just for me to show it to y'all. Uh, oh, we all saw this shit. Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders with a clear opportunity for a cutback lane and just continues to run outside for no, he just ran no into the ass of these yeah. wide receivers about I mean, these, uh, offensive linemen, these yeah. offensive linemen, um, Super yeah, it does stink. It does stink, but look at how long, how many times the lions got it wrong doing all of this, you know, I mean, it's taken them so long and that is a terrifying feeling mm-hmm. that, you could get that stink on you that you just can't get out of, you know? And like, once it happens to you, I don't know. It just kind of follows you around and it's taken Dan Campbell, who we made fun of to really break that trend there. Um, the numbers two, five, two, 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 eight, 50, 98, Anthony, yeah, probably I got your phone calls. I don't block your number, but we're just going through. Yo, C3, it's Nova Black. Nova! Uh, Nova, what's up? Very little to say. I know we got to take our time and learn how to win and all that good stuff, but this is horrible, man. This is so wrong. This is so bad. And I can't even begin to pinpoint where it is because we got all these fucking expert coaches that's supposed to be gurus. That should already have shit like this resolved, right? Yeah. Right. So we got Frank Carlin, who think he's fucking DJ Mixnut, on the mornings and twos and shit, calling these old school ass 1970 plays. Like, nobody know that shit. Like, ain't nobody played Tecmo Bowl growing up. The new kids probably ain't played it, but, you know, we guys seen that shit. We know all those plays. So stop trying to run those plays. Maybe we can get some. All right? Look like... Thomas Brown might have had a little bit more in the play calling the day. Seen a little bit of creativity, you know, not nothing to really wow nobody. But um, stopping the run, God damn man, we ain't stopped the fucking running since fucking 2013, huh? Yeah, like, I mean damn. that's the damn truth. It's just been a steady bleed, bleeding, bleeding sore, open wound just pouring out forever, and I just can't figure it out for the life of me. 
what the problem is with that. It's like it's a linebacker problem. That's what it looks like on tape. So, um, anyways, uh, I get it. You know, these guys, these coaches in their first year, they inherited mad rules, uh, players and all that good stuff, and they ain't really got enough time to build with the roster that they want. Right, so we're gonna see. Right now, we just gotta suffer through it, and I'm suffering through it, and I'm trying to quit drinking, but I can't because it's the time. It's really a hard Keep thing on. to do. It's like uh, for someone who is an alcoholic, um, to try to make your first day of not drinking be a Sunday and be a Panther fan is uh, is a tough task. Tough task, but I'm doing it today. I'm doing it today. Uh, Break the mold, dude. Break the mold. What's up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. Um, Another loss. What can you do? What can you do? Um, I thought Bryce played solid. Probably his best game of the season, excluding the turnovers. He he took some deep shots. Um, I agree with that. 247 yards, three touchdowns, 61% completion percentage, two INTs. Pretty solid for the rookie. Um, we need a lot of work, man. This team is dog shit. Um, Frank Reich, Scott Fitter, I don't know if you're going to survive the season, man. I really don't. This roster the is bad. Um, defense did not come to play today. Got ran all the fuck over. I'm sorry I didn't see Derek Brown at all today. I know Brian Burns got a sack. Okay, Brian Burns, dick suckers. Let's hold on a second. He was it was twenty eight to ten when he got the sack. Not impressive at all. The guy still isn't worth thirty million dollars. Listen, I I think if we had another receiver that could take the top off the defense, it would really help Bryce Young. Uh, I mean, listen, I know he didn't play. He definitely played his best game outside of the two interceptions. I also think Frank Reich needs to give up play calling. It's just not it. Um, really not it. I mean, there's not much else to say. Defense played bad. Offense played okay. Um, bad play calling, bad interceptions, not being able to stop the run. Again, I think we're the worst team in the league. I think it's that simple. Um, not much else to say. I don't think we're going to win a game this year. I really don't. I, I just don't think we have the offensive firepower to put up real points. I don't think the defense. He's good by any means. Scott Fitter, you dumbass motherfucker. You sold us this bag of shit saying this team was ready for a quarterback to drop right in. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Embarrassing. And I still stand by the fact that I don't think Bryce is the major problem with this team. I still think most teams know that we have no deep threat. They're playing their safeties look close to the line of scrimmage. They just know what we are. Miles Sanders, yeah, you are by far the worst player on this team. I'm sorry. I'll say it right now. I'll say it right now. Even Ian Thomas got like a 25-yard catch. Miles Sanders, you are terrible, and we miss Christian McCaffrey. I'll also stand by the fact that we should have traded Brian Burns instead of DJ Moore because I'm sure as hell, I'm sure as hell knows for a fact that he would help stretch the defense and make teams play their safeties deeper. I mean, it's just absolutely embarrassing. I guess we didn't mention this. I'm sure you guys talked about it plenty. 
on the Friday free for all. I saw the topic being player that you missed the most. Uh, DJ Moore went bananas on Thursday night football. Uh, 230 something yards, three touchdowns. Um, and I'm sure that Panthers, I saw Panthers Twitter. Actually, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, why, you know, you know, the DJ Moore needs to be a Panther thing. Um, I look, is DJ, I think this team is clearly better with DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a very good player. Somebody said that, uh, I guess last week I said he wasn't that good or so. Somebody said this in the comments. If you, man, I watched uh, the first half of that game where he got, 200 yards or whatever in the first half it felt like he was running wide open on a couple of like two of those touchdowns 140 yards of just wide open grass so yeah I mean look is that and I don't want to take away I mean I guess maybe that is taken away from a special performance already um blown coverages or no coverages uh but he made big plays and DJ always played hard um and he played poor guys like living in his own hell. Uh, and maybe they're coming out of it. Anthony said at the beginning of the call that we're the worst team in the league. I don't think there's any disputing that the record. You are what your record is, right? We're, oh, we're winless. We're the only winless team in the NFL. Um, you had the bears go on the road and upset a team and the Washington commanders that seemingly, was looking to kind of make some noise at this moment in the season. You've had the Arizona Cardinals playing uh, much better than anyone expected with whatever their coach, the funky, weird dude, their coaches, and the jo- and Josh Dobbs as their quarterback, and really a talentless roster in so many ways. Um, you've got Baker Mayfield and the Bucks play well. Like I, I guess somebody could you could probably say, look, is that the Patriots are spiling right now after two weeks of being shut out. I think two shutouts. They got I I didn't I'm really bad at picking football games, it turns out. I thought, man, the Patriots ain't gonna let this happen twice. And whatever. I don't even know what happened with them, but it's disaster. But at the same time, you could also say, look, they don't even have even talent on their roster. And they got all these questions, you know, Bill Belichick. We are the worst team. Change my mind. Change my mind that there is a team that is worse than us. Oh, I mean, right now, what, 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 what team could you even argue is worse than us? I, mean, I think it's the Patriots right now would be the only, the only team yeah, that right. you could even come close to. And they I still won't even accept that. I mean, they have a win on the year. We're winless. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the Patriots are probably the closest you're going to get. Um, the Bears looked way better this this week than they've looked all year. Yeah, um, they look like they were defense confident. was playing good too. Yeah, they look like they were confident. They look like they they kind of put everything together. Uh, Justin Fields actually showed up and was a quarterback. Um, I I don't you know. What's wild I really though, know. CK is uh, Justin Fields, despite having his like whatever great game, still threw like fifty percent. He was like right. 15 for 29. Um, all right, next call. Hey, yo, you already know who it is. It's Lou from Fort Myers. And um, sadly, I didn't watch the 42 points that got put up on us. So I ain't going to really speak about the game. I'm going to speak on some other terms. Um, 
with the Fitterer talk, the Reich talk, and all that, yeah, I get it. If we fire Fitterer, then what else happens, you know? I really think we start off at, like, the head of the snake. You know, you don't just cut a snake in half. You cut it at its head. So I think we go to Tepper, fire Tepper. Um, I'm going to be there next weekend down in Miami rooting for us. God, I hope they don't put more than 50 points plus, bro. <laughs> we'll be hurt. But I'm going to hold my sign, and it's going to say, Please, Mr. Beast, buy the Panthers. Because he already bought partial of the Charlotte Hornet. Ah, that is funny. Tepper needs to give it up. You know how when you lose on the game, Mama said, all right, time to pass the controller, bro. Time to give it up. (laughs) Mama said, Um, Another thing I want to say, a lot of people talk about the offense, 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 and then nobody really talks about the defense. I really think Bryce Burns, not Bryce Burns, Brian Burns is stat padding. And the way I mean stat padding is going to sound weird, but y'all didn't want to sign him because he would have like 12 sacks last season. If he gets one sack a game for all the games, that's 17 sacks. And I think, I believe Nick Bosa put up like 16 last year. So if he gets one sack a game and then just plays dog shit out, the stats-wise, is going to look at, like, all right, dude got 17 sacks, yada, yada. Yeah. On paper, it's going to look nice, but in game, he's not playing as nice. So, I don't know. I want to hear y'all thoughts about, like, Bryce Burns. I keep calling him Bryce. Brian Burns, that pattern. Um, take care, and everybody like and subscribe. Thank you very much uh, for your support. Mr. Beast lives in my town. He lives in North Carolina. I just saw a video of him walking around uh, East Carolina campus, and uh, he walked up to these kids and he asked them if he was subscribed, if they were subscribed to him. And one kid, he was like, "Oh, I know, you know." He's like, and then he wasn't. And then the next kid he asked was, "Yes, subscribed." And he said, "How much does your tuition cost for the year?" And he said, fourteen thousand dollars. And he gave him twenty grand. Just because he was subscribed, he said, "You could have said a hundred thousand dollars, and we would have just gave it to you." I mean, like that actually hurts when someone says that. You should have been like, "Well, if you factor in room and board plus food plus future earnings plus, <laughs> you know, eight hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> Mister Beast." Um, I mean, I tell you this is at the very minimum, our social media game would be way better. Oh, it would be on point without question. Honestly, that's the thing is that right now it just feels like this, like the entire team is just phoned it in. It. Yeah, just like from every every position, like at least there would probably be some attempt to like make the games like super fun. Like right now, they've, they've done the same things at Panthers games that they've done. Right. Like, can we give away years. free tickets for everybody, and yeah. you know, or something? Well, or here's a free beer on us, and then get 200 right. million views you, on. If you don't think for a second that this team would all of a sudden have the stands completely full, you are lying your ass off, dude. Yeah, Mr. that would Beast, be. Uh, it's like would, Taylor Swift uh, buying a car or buying a uh, team. <laughs> I, I think it would be amazing for imagine how innovative he would be when it came to a team's media. Yep. And I am going to, 
I look is as someone who is living Cody, you live in rent free in this guy, Goaty underscore season. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He I living like- rent free in his head. He says, he said, uh, I saw him tweet earlier. He said, anybody else find this guy annoying? He was talking about you. Now he's got, he's gone and searched your Twitter timeline and found you oh, yeah, raising Bryce. And, uh, then he's like, uh, you know, and now and now G Baby's in on it. Um, G Baby pisses me off like on some real pissing me off type shit lately, and it's not even because of that. But that's a whole nother topic. Go ahead. I just think this is like, can't why can't you say that he's not been good? Why can't yeah. you say this? Is we all thought? I mean, yeah, we were we're all hoping. We, I mean, we were all hoping for this to be a magical season and a magical step forward for the team. We got our quarterback. We were all hoping this. Like it's like we wanted. Now we got a quarterback that's completely different than the quarterbacks we're used to. The guy that can read the defense. The guy that is the but the. Why wouldn't we have thought that this was going to be a special start? Why would we be from the beginning pessimistic? So I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, hey, man, Bryce is going to be great. He's going to be special. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it has not been special yet. Um, The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. I'm really interested in this Mr. Beast. Oh, oh, this is what I was going to say because you're living – you know, I guess you want to be, maybe you're not, Cody. You don't, you got thick skin. You don't, you don't, you throw caution to the wind. You just oh, say bro. whatever the fuck you think. I don't give a fuck. Sometimes I make some business decisions when it comes to just like, do I really want to say this? You know, do I really want to get involved? I mean, I do too, but like for the most part, like, dude, I just don't care, man. Like at the end of the day, I'm going to say what I want to say and People can say whatever they want to say about me, man. Like, I'm not going to hide my opinion just because someone else might disagree. I don't I, care. Here is my take that I think would be, and maybe it's because I just don't want to piss the Panthers off specifically. Like, I'd rather just not have them disliking me. Not that they even, they don't ever give a shit about us. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to, I, I think the team media has gone to shit. I don't right. think uh, for a, for back in 2015, and I know that was a special season, but like uh, we were cutting edge for a long time. Like, you remember how every release video, every this is like Panther social media game is the Twitter game was all crazy. It was all good and all of this. I think that the team media has just become a big suck up sycophant to anything. I think we're getting like, look, is, is Darren Gant a good journalist? Sure. But man, like your main feature for your social media is ask the old guy. Like that's your thing you do each week is just, we sit down with Darren, Darren Gant. We have a mailbag and sometimes he does a video on it. Where remember when Caroline Kim was, I mean, like, where is, where is Kristen Barboni or no, what, like, why aren't they more, at least this manufacturing interest. I think it's like, I think the website is, is boring. I think their team, I, I think they need to hire us as consultants. 
I think they could do for a lot of different things, to be honest with you. I think right now, if I had to guess, I think that it's Tepper saving money where he can. Why is this bitch such a penny pitcher? That's a penny. What a penny. For, imagine if you, well, I guess that's how you get to be a billionaire. Unlike me, who's yeah. not a billionaire and fucking owes everybody money. Um, next goal. What's up, C3? It's Kyle from Spartanburg. And goodness gracious, these games are hard to watch, man. I mean, Adam Thielen, it's kind of obvious, but he's probably our best player on the team right now. Um, our defense, I'm pretty sure if you go back and look, we've given up at least over 130 rushing yards in every single game, which I'm sure is worse than the NFL. That's just one of the many reasons why we keep losing every week. Bryce Young had three touchdowns, which is good for the box score, but as we all know, a lot of that came in the trash time. There's not really much to look forward to. Still don't have that first-round pick next year, and unless we just start selling off assets. I mean, Byrne got, Byrne's got one sack, so hopefully that looks good to some other GM who wants to give us some picks for him. But other than that, I mean, there's not much to talk about for that game. I mean, our rushing game was awful. Miles fumbled again. I mean, there's not much to say. Um, other than that, Cody, um, I'm a Wake Forest fan, but y'all, I mean, that game yesterday was brutal to watch. Both of our offenses were terrible, but y'all got the win, so congratulations on that. But other than that, there's not much to say. Um, I mean, I just hope y'all have a good show. See ya. Oh, man. Um, yeah, man, thank you for the call. Uh, the stats, he's got your back, Cody. Thank you for the super chat. He does have I your seen, back. I've seen many great comments. He told me, he iced up me at the end of uh, what was it last week? The Friday free for all? Which one? No, you had to, no, last week's two, on Tuesday's show. He goes, we got to ice up Cody's back from carrying this show. That's what he said. <laughs> he said that. And then he was like, man, I'm sorry to me. I was like, dude, no, don't worry. I love good. Like, uh, I don't get upset about that. Uh, no, and he was just poking fun. But he said, the yep. stat says, I got your back, Cody. You wanted CJ. And once Bryce was confirmed, you just tried to be positive about it. I said the same thing uh, to to the tweet ding dong guy. Um, I think, look, is I, I tried not to become too attached to prospects, you know, just as I've been doing this for so long and I'm not right a lot. You know, so my inclination and go back. I mean, if you want this super receipts, folks, is my inclination was towards CJ Stroud. Uh, my limitation and my concern continue to just be like, hey, Bryce's size could present more durability pro- problems. And I also didn't think he had a cannon. You know, what I mean, I didn't think it was like inadequate arm strength, you know, it's like, yeah. but it's not like a elite, like, missiles now now throwing missiles isn't always a a straight pathway to success i mean i mean jeff george to a lot of different people have had cannons and just been freaking terrible um i just thought man uh you know i listened to all the people and look bryce has just had a bad start he has had a bad start or a tough start he hasn't even been bad bad it's just i think we all believed that it wasn't that there was no way this could be like this 
that's the thing is I think that we just had no concept in our head that there could be this type of this level of challenge. And it's not just Bryce. I think the whole team, I think that's the problem. I think that's the real problem. The root of all of our despair just comes from the ideas that in our heart of hearts, we knew that there could be some trouble. Like, it's not like, Oh, we're going to the super bowl. We knew that even playoff bound or division could be something difficult to achieve. Yeah, it was fringe. It was like right. maybe uh, yeah. we could get there if the division kind of was bad. And if this goes bad. really well. Yeah. But we never thought it could be this bad. No. Like never if like I would have bet a million dollars that this wouldn't have been this but even if ever we not- were 0 and five, I would still feel like this is worse. Did you- did you ever imagine a scenario where there would be fans be it, you know it's not every fan but there would be more than one fan saying we should have kept Matt Rule Matt Rule I've never heard something so hurtful in my life uh, do more than one dude well, I know somebody said it like I mean and it's one of those things is like it, it's that's kind of like the insult of insults right is and it hurt my heart when someone said Matt Rule could have done better than this, and you can't even really fight about it. I no. mean, you could say, "All right, I just don't," but the idea that that fucker, or whatever, I shouldn't say that. That I just thought he was such a nincompoop. He was. He was. And, and I, right, I think Tony. this is. I think we could pick. Uh, I think we could take uh, this whole the people in the chat right now, and make them our staff, and you and I and CK can go run this team and have the same exact success that they've had. Oh, we'd I promise you, I could go zero and five as well. Yeah, I have no doubt that we would have more success. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this that we would at the least, at the very least, we would Wouldn't be the be same. Yeah, 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 we'd be the same. same. Can't be worse. It couldn't possibly be worse. It's impossible. Yeah, we, we Panther fans deserve more, and that's why I opened up the show uh, the way that I did. We deserve more. If you have been with this team for a certain length of time, especially since its inception, like many of you have, it's unacceptable, man. It's absolutely unacceptable. All right, let's keep powering through these calls. Cover for me. What's up, C3? Uh, quick part two. Um... I just want to say it's very funny to me that Scott Fitter, there's a report that comes out today saying, oh, the Panthers aren't willing to trade draft capital for a number one receiver. That's why you keep your number one receiver, man. If you're drafting a quarterback, a good wide receiver is your best friend. And I'm sorry. I know a lot of people weren't high on DJ Moore, but we're finally seeing what he can do with a solid quarterback that can get him the ball. Mm. DJ Moore is a number one wide receiver. He's a top 20 fucking wide receiver. And we would have needed him today. The reality is we're not going to win a game. We just aren't. We'll be 0-6 by the bye, and changes need to be moved. Just like Mike Tomlin said when the Steelers got their ass beat by the Texans last week, he said changes will be made. Good coaches understand when things have to change. And I'm sorry, Frank Wright, but you have no run game. Your play calling is not innovative at all. It's the same little shit. Curl routes, quick five-yard out routes. It's, it, it's just embarrassing, man. Embarrassing. 
and we watch this team every week thinking that there's some optimism or some hope about them, there's not. This team isn't good. And the worst part is we don't have a first-round pick, and we're going to be giving the Bears the top pick in the draft. It is absolutely embarrassing to be a fan right now. And I don't blame anyone who is upset with this team. I really don't. Because even I, even I, who was telling people to chill off their optimism, had this team at at least seven wins this season. Man, we're on pace for zero wins. It's absolutely embarrassing. I, I Again, I know I said it in my last call, but I still can't stand by the fact that Bryce Young is the major problem with this team. I can't. I really can't. I don't think he is. I really don't think he is. I think if we had a competent coaching staff and a receiver that could stretch the field at least 30 yards, that this team would look a lot better. And it's on the GS, man. Scott Bitter needs to fucking go. And I told all of you guys, and Cody finally got on the wagon, that Scott Bitter hasn't done really shit with this team. I know we have injuries, but that's not an excuse to lose these games by 20-plus points. It's really not. Because every team is dealing with injuries. That's part of the game. It's absolutely embarrassing, man. It's absolutely embarrassing. Changes need to happen. David Tepper, you have egg on your face. This is my part two call. Love the podcast, man. You already know C3 for life. Keep motherfucking pounding, boys. Let's keep rocking and rolling. Make sure we get all these calls. Lance, I'm looking out for you. I'm keeping an eye out. It should be. Hey, in guys. It's the girl that makes them howl, a.k.a. Joey the Blind Panther. This game was bullshit, but hey, at least we can win games late in the season and not have to worry about messing up our draft pick Amen, because brother. we already know Chicago has it. And we, we got destroyed today. I knew we were going to get destroyed. Oh my god. It, it was so bad, dude. It was so bad. I wouldn't even waste a beer on this game. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Tepper is probably going to raise ticket prices too over the season or some shit like that. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, as uh, somebody had a, a good call earlier where they said the problem is going to be when Chicago beats the shit out of like, or beats it wins and they still move up in the draft rankings despite winning a game. Um, somebody uh, in the chat said, um, Chicago, you know, uh, thanks for the number one pick, signed Chicago, uh, first overall pick. Um, I've got to say this, is Anthony's on an emotion, emotional run. Calling Justin Fields a good quarterback is a stretch. I mean, a top quarterback or whatever. I think this is, I think DJ Moore... It's the same exact player that he's been for the Carolina Panthers for the few years. He's just in Chicago and he's found the end zone more, right? Like, is that's the thing is he had three touchdowns. He had more, more touchdowns in one game than he did like for his whole season for most of the time. You know what I mean? For a while, he was only a four touchdown guy over the season. DJ has been, he's a volume man. I mean, he's going to, he's going to put up numbers just like Thielen is. Somebody, White Chocolate Espresso, said, oh, it's not the receivers that are a problem, the three turnovers. Adam Thielen is putting up numbers because it's volume. It's like this the only person you throw it to. 
Um, not because they're necessarily better than anybody or that capable. Um, I don't have a problem with Adam Thielen. And Kev is right, is DJ Chark was supposed to stretch the field. And he does none of that. Um, he can't get off the line. That's the thing that we're going to have to ask Cody to watch in his film breakdown is just watch DJ Chark. And it's like, this is just like, you know, you see these elite receivers and they do a shimmy shake or whatever it is. Right. And then these guys don't know where the hell they're going, what direct. And Chark doesn't look like that. And I should have known this. I talked about DJ Chark without ever seeing his face. This kid looks like he's 12. I mean, it's, it, listen, uh, I, I am thoroughly disappointed with this wide receiving core as a whole, right? Adam Thielen, you're right. It's, it's, it's purely volume. Like, if you watch anybody breaking down tape, mainly that QB school guy, yeah. he will rip on Adam Thielen all day about his speed because he's like, he's just not an NFL, you know, receiver. It's, you know, it's from a speed perspective. And so having him be the number one guy is not ideal. And that's one of the reasons that I'd say that, you know, I, I don't put this entire, like I said, I, I don't put this entirely on Bryce. I know a lot yeah, of people yeah. will. And I know a lot of people are going to look at him and say, he's a bust. Here's the thing I'm saying about Bryce. Bryce has gotten better. Like at pretty much every week that he's played, right? He has gotten better. And that's the thing is like, it, it, we want to see progress. And, and maybe I'm trying to, you know, make, what do they say? Making chicken, chicken salad out of chicken yeah. shit. <laughs> and, but it, the reality is it's, that is what we're seeing. We're seeing him get better. I mean, he's throwing more touchdowns. I mean, you can, you can argue that he's, he's giving the ball away, but at the end of the day, I mean, it, he doubled his touchdown today, I think with the three that he had. So uh, there's some positives to be taken from what he's done up to this point. Does that mean you have to be jumping up and down and saying Bryce Young was the guy? No, you could still have come in here with a healthy amount of skepticism. And honestly, I think that's a good idea because we've been jaded as a Panthers fan base for way too long into believing that, uh, you know, that this is the one thing is the answer. And it never turns out to be just the one thing. Um, as of now, I think the only thing you can do is blame the the only guy left on this on this team uh, or in this in the um, in the front office that hasn't you can't name one positive thing he's done for this team like you can say that see you know Bryce Young was uh was, was a like let's be real about it like he that's didn't just win the, the most trade exciting that's just the most exciting thing he right did. everybody the only thing you can look back at is back in 20 uh what is it what his first year when he traded away about like traded back multiple times came away with like 10 draft picks and we're all defense, like we were like, oh my God, this dude's wheeling and dealing. Here we are with barely any draft capital in the next year or two. And 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 that's on Scott Fitterer. Like, and even if you want to talk about the years prior, like he is one of the worst drafters in the late round that I've ever seen. Like Herney was has a better hit rate than and he uh, was terrible in the mid-late right, rounds. Right. Yeah. Herney has a better hit rate. And the problem with that is the first round draft picks that Herney got were like a guaranteed superstars as of now. And they didn't get hurt. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, is right. this is like, you could say horn, you know, but no, he hasn't played like a man. He, right. he got cam. He got, uh, I don't know if he got pep, but he got cam. He got Jordan gross. He got um, Luke Keekley. He got two running backs that were great. 
I know. You're right. And, uh, you know, is look, this isn't on Bryce. And I, I again, it's like, um, look, it's, we, it's just hard. It's just hard to watch him. And this is probably more on us than it is on him. And what I mean by that is it's just like I just didn't think it was going to be. I just thought it was going to be better. I think I thought that just the team was going to be better, but you're right. He is. Look, he has not gotten worse from week to week. I think he, he isn't playing loose just yet. They see some moments, right? Um, there's a lot of different factors, but at the same time, he just hasn't been like lights out phenomenal. Well, and um, that's, that's a fair point. And I think that's a fair thing to talk about is like, he was the one person that we felt like was going to be likely to be able to do that. Uh, and I say likely in comparison to like what you would expect a rookie quarterback to do, right? It's it's rare to have any rookie quarterback to come out and blow it up and be like this, right? Phenom, right, right. You know, and, and Cam Newton was an outlier. And let's be real about it. Cam Newton also lost a lot of games when he was a uh, the a rookie as well by making dumb decisions. Like so, you can't even put that into perspective and say that you and know our Cam defense Newton's, really right. stunk at that year too. Right. I think. And and so there's a lot of I, I think you can be optimistic, but also have a healthy, you know, again, a healthy dose of skepticism. There is nothing wrong with that. And honestly, I think it's the right way to go about this, because if you can come in here like we have for the past seven years since we've actually had a winning season or six years at this point uh, with this idea of like, oh, this we're one piece away. You're letting this uh, the owner off the hook. You're letting the coaching staff off the hook. Um, it's fine to be skeptic, you know, a skeptic with what we're doing. Um, just you know, be optimistic at the same time in the fact that uh, that there are some positives that we can look at. We just have a lot of holes that hopefully we can fill over the next few years. Yeah, and we bought their bullshit too much. We bought, yeah. in, and that is, oh, we're trying to build a roster so we can just drop a quarterback in. We're trying to build a roster right. so we can just drop a quarterback in. Um, and Bryce just doesn't, and look, is we're not going to be able to know about Bryce and his outlook for several years now, right? I mean, it's like, I think that it's going to be at the minimum, you have to give two seasons <laughs> before you can really start making some, you know, educated judgments about someone. Um, the one thing though, that is clear to clear though, is I don't think Bryce can alone take it, lift it is carry a team. I understand that. And maybe he will be able to one day in his future. But like, I think that there are times where other play there's, you're just not going to have a lot of talent around you and this and that. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he can just deal one day and just be that point guard that they told us. Um, but it, you know, it's like you did the idea that he was going to come in here and just carry this team I bought into it. I and it's an unfair expectation I put on him. Yeah. And and he's getting caught. We're kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater some by being down on him. Uh Josh Dyson, thank you for the super chat. He says, CK, you need to talk more. Voice of reason. Voice of reason. Uh let's go to the next call. Man, I'm in a great mood. I thought today went great. I was at a music festival. I didn't see a fucking second of this game. And I prayed for anybody who had to. But I had a great day. The Panthers fucking suck. No big deal. Let it ride, baby. 0-16, no first-round pick. I don't care. Not even going to watch. 
barely going to watch next week. We're so bad. We're not even going to play our last game. Uh, let's keep going. Here's C3 Tyler. What's up, C3 Tyler? What up, Tyler? Hope you guys are doing okay at that. Another disappointing week of the Panther football. Oh, man. It's uh, not looking good, man. Like, uh, next week doesn't look good. You're playing the uh, Dolphins. I'm interested to see after the bye week if there's a change as far as play calling goes. If Thomas Brown does the play calling, I felt like it was a little bit better. But and the offense opened up a little bit, but I'm just of the mindset where we have a rookie quarterback, right? Like he's going to make mistakes, and there's a lot of factors that go into this. But it's just you got to let you got to open the playbook, make the right call. He's going to throw interceptions. Like the he's had two today. The first one was just you know good play by Aiden Hutchinson, great play. The other one was forced, and those ones he's going to learn from. Like Trevor Lawrence, Cody, he sucked the first year. He, he sucked, still kind of is a great like, oh, Cody. It's because his players around him suck. He played well but today. Young, you're like, oh, well, you know, is it not the – you don't give the same grace to Bryce Young as you did Trevor Lawrence? Like, we we all are frustrated with this. The first year with a rookie quarterback. What did you want me to say about it? It's our fault. We believe that we had a plug-in player that we're going to make the playoffs. We should never fall for that shit again. That, uh, I mean, they did a great job. I mean, the uh, sell and pitch on that was top notch. But you gotta let the guy. He's. I'm willing for you to open up the playbook, let him play, and let him learn from his mistakes. That's what I like. And I think that's kind of like what I, I saw an article with David Tepper saying that he met with uh, Frank Wright. Like, hey, open the playbook up. So or the, the CBS uh, report kind of hints at that. you got to open it up, you know. We're not a good football team. We're not. And I think there's a conversation that needs to be had where do we fully tank? I think it depends, uh, you know, how we end the season. But, like, do we – what I mean by tank is do we get rid of the GM, get rid of the, all the coaches and start over from scratch away as we should have at the beginning when David Sepper was here? Or do we give it another season? I don't know. And you got to get it but, uh, season. It's just not our year, man. And then it makes it even worse that uh, we don't have a first-round pick next year. So that's the way it goes. But hopefully we get a surprise next week. We get a win and we get the bye week and get more wins. We'll see what happens. Keep I don't, coming, guys. I don't know Always if – thank you. Thank you for the call. I don't know when the exact right time in the season is to move on from your GM – Right. That's I mean, the thing I was saying earlier is it's a complicated, you know, concept is because because you can't you, even hire the person because a lot of the people that you want are right. working with other teams and you can't tamper and things like that. So you essentially have to force yourself to go with the scouting team that the uh, that GM that you're firing has put together. Uh, and then, you know, you're you're hoping that they've been scouting the right things. And that the new GM is going to find what they scouted to be general or to be a uh, uh, valuable. <laughs> I think it's a complicated thing. I think the GM is one of the hardest things to decide on when the correct time to hire and when the correct time to fire is. Um, I think it's sooner though than later. I agree. I think that you the know, sooner you get it done, the better. You, I think, really, what you just end up doing is you're going to put Dan Morgan as an interim GM. Um, 
he's you just say this carry the day-to-day business you know what i'm saying manage the practice squad if we need players that get hurt or this and that um and any major moves like selling off assets or something like that or even negotiate has to be cleared by the owner or something like that you know you only get so but i think you have to get out in front of the hiring process so that you can get that GM early enough in there to make good judgments about what the scouting people, you know, instead of just trying to do it so last second. So you're right. It is the most complicated timing issue, particularly when you have done it like this, where you now get an, in the cycle of, well, what about the coach? So- I mean, if you bring in a new GM, and you go if we if this team really did go winless or was 0 and 10 you might you maybe you should just fire frank right and just give the new gm and you know you go do it and we'll see how it works i mean instead I, I, of like getting a rut of like well we're going to try to give us more time and somebody's right. not good right i mean well and that's i mean that could be uh you know almost the idea that the NFL has to try to help with the whole case that, you know, for instance, when uh, uh, Steve Wilkes got fired after one season, then they would be able to have a case that, well, see, Frank Wright got fired after one season. I could see that being, the, uh, you know, something that maybe is played on in the back end of things, but um, I, I don't think it's a fair thing to fire him after one season. I, I think what we could see happen here is, uh, is like what we saw with Ron Rivera. Nobody thought Ron Rivera was a good coach until he had to change who he was as a coach, right? The guy that we hired to be head coach was not who Ron Rivera was when he was head coach of the year. Like, it's just not the case. He became Riverboat Ron, right? He had to realize the way he was playing the game was not conducive to the way that the game was supposed to be played nowadays. He still ain't learned. Ron Rivera is a great he's coach gone, when he's, he's about to be fired. He's gone back. He's only a opinion. good coach when he get when he's about to be fired. He should have gone for two against the Eagles two weeks ago. Yeah. So, but my point being with that is like Frank Reich needs to stop being the, who he sold himself to be to Tepper. It's not working. It needs to be you, you, now is the time to test out theories and ideas and all like let let Thomas Brown take the play calling. What is there to lose at this point in time? Like let him take over play calling, make it abundantly clear that it's that it Thomas Brown has taken over play calling. So that way, not only if he does a good job that he has an opportunity to get out of here, but also like if he does a shit job, like you almost have somebody to fall back on, right? So yeah. I mean it, it's there is a I I just think now is the time to to throw everything Throw the playbook you came in here with out of the out the fucking window. Put it in the burn barrel. Get it out of here. Pour it with kerosene or soak it with kerosene. Light it on fire and try some new stuff. Let these players go in here and do what, like for instance, Kansas City does, and let them try to draw up some plays that they feel like is is better suited for their play style. Like let them take control of it and see how it goes. Because you you want to tout uh, Bryce Young's intelligence. Like, let me feel like Bryce Young is running this offense. Right now, I don't feel like that's the case. Uh, the number's 252-228-5098. Uh, Travis Kelsey just scored a touchdown. Oh, is he back? Uh, yeah. And uh, Tyreek Hill, I need Justin Jefferson on a touchdown, and I win 100 bucks. Nice. Come on, Justin Jefferson, touchdown. Get back in this game, Minnesota. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Uh, this is Lance. 
What's up, C3? Lance Kubiak calling. Uh, I did a little game today of take a shot after every false start oh, or right. offside penalty or delay of game. And now he's in the or hospital. Team score. Or turnover by our team. Needless to say, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Look, it starts with one thing, fitter. He has to go. You start looking at the list of trades he's made and list of people he's brought in, and just everything has not worked out. He needs to go, and he needs to go soon. As soon as we can find a comparable replacement. Like, it's just, it's terrible. I don't know what else to say, but Fitter's got to go. This team's an embarrassment to watch. I can't stand supporting them right now, but I have to because I've been doing it for 28 years. I can't even say keep pounding. We need to start pounding. That's not the first person that said that. That stinks. That stinks that that's become something. You know, it's like on the verge of getting lost. Yeah. Like the keep pounding concept is like, man. Can I? Can I? Apparently, that's what Price. Uh, that's what Frank Rank said to the team in the locker room. He pounded uh, after the game today. Yeah, he just said, "Keep pounding." Here's my. Here's my thing. Um, I feel like I mean, keep pounding has been a, a mainstay of what we've done, right? And it's such a great nod to, to Sam Mills. It has not been the thing that we wanted it to be, which is like this. Like it's it's not brought in people. It's not made our home field advantage benefit. Like we haven't like like when you look at what the Vikings have, they have skull right there. When everybody in that stadium is doing skull, it is like hard to hear. Right. When you have uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs, their thing, it's like it's a matter of giving yourself a home field advantage. Keep pounding doesn't do that. And it hasn't ever done that. Um, And so. At this point in time, do we need a refresh? Do we read, need to restart? Again, I love the the keep pounding chant, but I at this point in time, do we need to do something different? Because this has not energized our fan base for quite a while. Um, well, I tell you what, is a couple of people put this in the chat earlier. I mean, we're wearing paper bags to the game soon. Like we're pulling the old Browns. Like, hey, we hate to be a, we 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 hate that we have to be fans, but we chose this life. Uh, let's go to the next goal. This is your boy G baby? I wanted to give a my last call in. I've been at Disneyland Six Flags, and I'm at Sea World right now. So I just wanted to call in and give my my little feedback to you boys about this fucking game. Um. Also wanted to uh, let you boys know. Uh, looks like I'm moving on to five and zero in the C three Dynasty League. Uh, your boys uh, undefeated and putting niggas into the dirt. So uh, I'll just uh, let that be uh, that you dig. But uh, I don't know what to, to say. But I don't know what else to say about this team. Um, I don't see us beating the Dolphins next week. But uh, life will go on, boys. Life will go on. Uh, let's just all let's all make it through this season with uh, with our heads on to our necks, you know, because uh, it's gonna be a long season, and uh, we need to be here uh, for each other instead of against each other. You dig? But uh, it's a beautiful day in California right now, and uh, 
you know, your boy's getting a little crispy out here in the sunshine. So uh, I'm going to let you all uh, hold down the podcast and y'all take care. You dig? Um, my man said we got to be there for each other, and he called Cody a turncoat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next call. Oh, man. Hello. I think the Panthers need a culture change, man. Um, we need a motivator at, at the coaching position. Not coaching position. We need a motivator in the, as <clears throat> the coaching staff because I don't think anybody on this team is motivated by Frank Wright right now. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad, man. I don't think Panthers fans even care anymore, dog, to be honest with you. Um, well, 300 people cared to watch the show today. We still got 222, um, here watching. I saw somebody, uh, Lions fan in here said, uh, they got their revenge. Uh, the Panthers were a problem for them last year and, ran 300 something yards on them. Um, and I think we're part of the reason they didn't get into the playoffs in the end. Um, look is, uh, the lions have been one of those teams that I've always been a little too early to the party on thinking, man, they're about to be good. They're about to be good. They're about to be better. They're about to be better. I've always been a hair too early to the party, but they are, it's a good team here. This team is very balanced. The defense has been playing lights out all season. You finally got a defense. That's what the Lions finally have is like last year they had a crazy offense. They just couldn't stop anybody defensively, particularly on the run and some different things. And you're able to fix that up somehow in the offseason. And now you've got a balanced team that's very talented in a division that is yours for the taking. Yours for the taking. So I look, uh, I'm rooting for the Lions. Um, I knew... Dan Campbell wasn't going to let last year be forgotten. The Lions were not going to take the Panthers lightly today. And I think you saw that right away with, um, I think they scored a touchdown, then we got a turnover, and then they did like kind of the flea flicker play, play right out the gate. And they're like, we're putting the foot on these cats' neck. We're going to try to kill these mugs today. At one point, I thought that they were going to score three touchdowns before the damn end of the quarter, and there was only three minutes left in the quarter. It was, uh, they could have hung seven. You know what is it? My question is, uh, how many points do the Dolphins hang on us? Oh, dude, it's going to be epic. It's not bloodbath, dude. It's going to make the, um, the Denver game look like. When do you think we're ever going to hear from David Tepper? Not till the end of the season? I don't know, dude. Honestly, no, I don't even know. He, he did this last time. Remember, he went into hiding. Last time his ship blew up, he went into hiding. Uh, we won't see him. You know, you saw him at practice. Did you see the pictures of floating around this past week? And he was like standing beside Dan Morgan. And you're like, oh, fit. Done. Let's go to the next goal. Hey, guys. Chuck from Elizabeth City. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you straight up. I, I didn't even watch the game today. And it's, it's just taking so much out of me. And I'm a diehard fan. And I know, you know people think, well, you must not be a fan you didn't watch. It just, when losing becomes your identity, like I hate Pittsburgh, I hate their fan base. You think they're going to get rid of Tomlin. You think they're struggling. They find a way to win today. And their fans have been given all this great history, just like these other teams. 
we really have replaced Cleveland and Detroit and Jacksonville with a joke. It will get better, but in the meantime, I just I found things to do with my daughter. I did follow the game on the phone. I will admit, if it looked like it was close, I would have put it on. But you can't blame Bryce Young. Whatever deficiencies he has, this team had plenty of time when they drafted to decide he had deficiencies. Uh, can you blame David Tepper? He's not a football guy. He's paid a lot of money to bring this super staff in. Evidently, he didn't bring the, one, the right ones in. Changing your schemes and your best players going out the door, moving up and down, losing draft capital, making terrible draft picks, a punter instead of taking an offensive guard like Ray Smith that came to City guy years ago. <laughs> We've let free agencies come in and leave who perform well, and they went somewhere else because we didn't sign them long enough. And then we brought in free agents, spent a lot of money who weren't worth it. I don't know what the answers are, and I'm afraid we're going to gut this team even more, and we're going to lose Chin, and we're going to get rid of Burns. What we're going to get for them, guys, if you got people who don't know how to draft, who don't know how to sign proper free agents, this team – started falling apart with Ron Rivera at the end. And Tepper was patient at first. But when he got rid of Ron, he kept Herney, like we said before. And then Herney goes and eating meatballs at Bull's house, and he gave him the whole a la carte to run the team. And he didn't know what he was doing. And it's just been a shit show. Federer's made some terrible decisions. I still am pissed more than anything about trading. I have a problem trading McCaffrey because of use and getting something for him. Trading to an NFC power. You trade him to the AFC, even if you get a little less because you don't play him every year and you wouldn't have to worry about him in the playoffs unless it's a Super Bowl. This team's got a long way to go. But one thing about football, it's year in and year out. And I don't know what else to say, guys. I'm going to keep pounding the model on this team. We keep getting pounded, and it's, it's just hard to watch. Um, Chuck, we know you're a great fan, dude. It is hard to watch. You're in the only – I took a nap uh, part of the game. You know, it's like this is one of those things. Is we, We're going to stick it out. we got a lot to go. We've been doing this podcast through thick and thin. We will still do it. Here, look, there's a great tweet by Josh Norris, who formerly – he's with the Underdog Fantasy now. Uh, he used to be with Roto World which I don't know if NBC owns under whatever, uh, but he's from green, uh, from Charlotte. Like he did some a long time ago. He was in the Charlotte media. So he's kind of got a soft spot or an interest in the Carolina Panthers. And he's always a very smart, reasonable dude. He says this Panthers pass pro remains a disaster. Wide receivers move like sloths, <laughs> zero creativity or cohesion. And a small quarterback who can't elevate his surrounding pieces right now. Thomas Brown will have to be the best play caller in the world when he finally gets his chance. Um, and I think that's the thing with Bryce right now is for I mean, like, yeah, it's like you're going to need to put a team around Bryce. Um, and because it's just going to be hard for Bryce to go out there and throw 300 and three touchdowns and no interceptions and you still lose, you know, he could still do that. You could go out there and he could be balling and you still lose because your defense can't stop anybody. You really can't put up, but so many points because of the talent and the weapons you got no run game. 
The thing is, is that, and I guess that is where people who are having some kind of small buyer's remorse when it comes to Bryce Young, that's the fear is like, is there ever a time where we're ever going to have that? Where we're actually going to have a team? You know, so a caller said this earlier is like, when is it actually going to come to fruition? You know, is like you're always adding, you're just a couple of pieces away, you're just a couple of pieces away, and then it seems like you're four steps backwards every time. Like when, and that's the Brian Burns. By the time, it's like you sign these players. Um, we were always, a, I think Dave Gettleman was a great example of this, is he was a day late and a dollar short on a lot of things after the 2015 season. Um, we didn't put pieces around Cam Newton. We didn't have any offensive weapons. So he, it took forever. But then he goes and drafts Christian McCaffrey. But it was too late. You know what I'm saying? Like, you needed that a year or two earlier. Then we didn't have an offensive line. Forever, he tried to piecemeal all of this. And he finally went aggressive in uh, free agency and got Matt Khalil, paid somebody big bucks. Too little, too late, though. Khalil was a bum. He was past his moment. He was hurt. You, you know, it was just like you're always trying. You're behind the eight ball. And that's the thing is like, uh, and I think Greg made a good point is, Bryce could be part of the Panthers story, but we're not sure if he's going to be the product that like the happy ending is like, by the time Bryce develops, are we going to have a team around him? Are we going to, you know what I mean? Like what is, it just seems like, it seems like we are in quicksand and the more, the harder you fight to get out of it. I thought Bryce was our big fight to get out of it. You know, you went and, Made your decision now, and look, I'm not done. I like, I don't think Bryce is gonna has to be a bad player. I don't think he's a bust. I don't even think he's been especially bad, right? I just think he has been, um, you know, it's just you got underperformed, underwhelming. Just say it's been he's been underwhelming compared to what we were promised. And what we and the other thing I think is this is when you're number one draft pick, you're either phenomenal or you're a bust. Yeah. Right? It's like if he goes out and just has a pretty good career, that's not gonna live up to what you want, uh, what you think the number one pick's supposed to do. Think about this Alex is like, Smith. Yeah, exactly. Alex Smith is just in my mind. In fact, man, all right, let's go to the next goal. Yeah, I think the Carolina Panthers are bad, man. They've been bad for a couple of years now. Um, I think this team needs a oh, culture fuck. shock. Justin Jefferson just got um, Because I don't think the fans care. I don't think the city cares about this team anymore. I don't even think the players care anymore. It's it's pretty bad, man. Um, we need a motivator at the co- coach and the coaching staff. Um yeah, we need a coach that's going to motivate this team and bring a different energy to the team, kind of like Deion Sanders has been doing for Colorado. You know. Yeah. Oh, um, well, thank you very much, guys. We're going to need to do a lot of upkeep in the in the future days coming. And I want to remind you that the C3 Panthers podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. You use the promo code PANTHERS, you get 20% off your first order, or your order, excuse me, your order, and free shipping. Manscaped is the men's leader in male grooming products. They have expanded their line beyond just the lawnmower 4.0, though. 
that can take care of your man parts. You want to keep it clean. You want to keep it uh, tight. You want to keep it looking good in the opportunity. You're going to use it. That's what I say. Be prepared when the opportunity presents itself. Manscaped can help you do that. But Manscaped doesn't just limit their products to below-the-belt grooming. Now they've got a beard hedger. On top of that, they've got phenomenal men's care products, whether it comes your ball deodorant or crop refresher. Uh, Wonderful. I love my my toiletry bag. That's my favorite thing out of all the items. And then the clothes. You get the clothes, great stuff. Uh, The shirt, always a talking piece when you go out. People always love it. And then you know this. When people come up to you and say, I love your shirt, they're secretly saying, I'm thinking about your balls. So <laughs> yeah, you want them, when they envision your balls, to envision the best balls in the world. And to have those best balls in the world, I suggest you try out Manscaped products. Manscaped.com promo code Panthers gets you 20% off plus free shipping, guys. Continue to support our sponsors from Caldera to Manscaped as we continue to grow this podcast each and every season. Lock arms with us in support with the calls, in support financially, in support emotionally. Let's go to the next call. This is White Chocolate Espresso. Hey, it's White Chocolate Espresso. Uh, Listen, man. Listen, you know, we did play Detroit, and whether you like it or not, or believe it or not, Detroit's a contender. You know, so I don't think many of us expect to win this game. No. But I will say this, you know, for the people who are saying Frank Wright is the majority of the problem with this team, Frank Wright, Frank Wright, we had three turnovers today to zero. You know, when you turn the ball over three times to none, where you get no takeaways, you're going to lose. Like, Frank Wright has nothing to do with Miles Sanders holding on to the ball. And it's been a problem for this team the entire year, like holding on to the ball and throwing interceptions. Like, that's on the players. I'm sorry. It's not on the coaches. Can't win games when you turn the ball over. Um, well, I'm not going to be totally critical dead. on Bryce because, I mean, I should because I didn't want to trade up. I thought we overpaid because I didn't want to trade up. And like I said, I sh- I'm going to be critical until he's a top 10 quarterback, but Towards the end, he did look good. Uh, I will admit, he looked great. Um, but like I said, when you you off what we gave up, yeah, it's it's looking like a bad trade. But we got years to see if it works out. Um, other than that, you know, just just keep hope this team gets better and healthier, which is a big thing, and. uh Trey Biden Burns. Like, he hardly says, oh, he's being doubled. He's being doubled. Well, if he's being doubled, you know what that means? It means he can't do his job. If he can't do his job, then he's no good to us. It's that simple. That's all I got. And uh, to all the haters out there, you the dude. He, uh, Brian Burns has uh, been whelming, too. Been yeah. whelming. I mean, that first game, it looked like he was about to go on a mission. <laughs> The problem is, is when you're playing from behind, the other team doesn't have to pass as much. And look, is the teams over the last two weeks, this disappearance act for Brian Burns, people keep saying is the teams have just run, run on the Panthers. 
And that does not take advantage of his skill set. And then that it makes his opportunities to be an impact become less and less. And then some people would say and argue that he's not necessarily strong or even a liability in the run. Um, and this is the thing is when you are a player that has kind of a dimensional aspect to you, I don't think you can be an elite player, like an elite of elite. It's like the idea of the super elite players are the ones that, can be that speed disruptor and a run blocker, right. I mean, a run stopper, and they don't have a weakness in their game. Look, and Bosa, I don't know. for instance, he can he can stop the run. He affects the play at every part of the field. When's the last time we felt like Brian Burns just affected uh, again? And this is somebody who wanted, like I like I said, me and Cody on the same page. I want Brian Burns to be a Panther. I still think he's a great player. As of now, he hasn't shown that he's a superstar. And you're right. A superstar affects the game at every level that they're allowed to affect it at, right? Like it, It's it, like it, Justin Jefferson, man. <laughs> they we they triple team him, and he still does a thing. Kelsey. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it doesn't matter what your game plan is. They find somehow they're always a part of it. And look, is Brian Burns, this team is better with Brian Burns right now than without. Um, I think... Going back to Kev's comment, though, about this isn't, you know, this this wasn't on Frank Wright. The turnovers matter, dude. And really what turnovers do matter is when you aren't the superior team, you can't afford to make mistakes. A superior team can make a mistake or two and find a way to fight out of it. But an inferior team going against a superior team does not have the luxury of turning the ball over. We were already from the beginning fighting to keep up with them. And then you give them the ball back on that uh, on the first pick from uh, Bryce, the screen one. And you're like, this is like all of a sudden this game's about to get out of hand real quick. And you just don't have the horses. You don't have the luxury to keep up with making those mistakes. So you're absolutely right. But if we were a really good team, you can make some mistakes and find a way to persevere. We don't have the luxury of doing that. We don't have a defense that's tough That's tough enough to bail the offense out continuously. And now they're so hobbled by injuries, they can't even probably make it through a damn game themselves without just getting smoked. The offensive line, we can't impose our will. We can't grind a game down by running the ball. We can't all of a sudden open a game up. The Panthers have to get ahead and make Z play absolutely mistake football, mistake free football to win anything. And we've been a penalty ridden team from the beginning. We've been an injury. There's nothing going right. We don't have any luxuries. AU Link, thank you for your super chat. Said we paid way too much for Bryce. Now the Bears are looking pretty. A first overall, DJ Moore, and a number eight overall for a Rosen like player. That's the doomsday yeah. scenario. The doomsday scenario is Rosen, who turns out to be a bust. I think even a bad scenario is him just turning out to be who would be somebody that's just okay. I don't even know who is just like a Daniel Jones. Well, well Daniel hey, Jones is just look, bad. Daniel Jones ain't even good. So let me say this one. I apologize for being absent in the past 
30 minutes, dude. I'm fucking fighting for my life on Twitter. I'm off of it now. Uh, but listen, C3 fans, they they uh, know and understand our, um, our, our, our real opinions on this team. They understand how we actually feel because they listen to us year in and year out. I don't think that Bryce Young is Josh Rosen. Right. I don't think I don't think that Bryce Young is Daniel Jones. What I do think is that he wasn't the best quarterback to be had in this year's draft class or in this past year's draft class. Now, that does not mean I think that he's a bust. That doesn't mean I think that there is um, a, a, a blueprint to build around Bryce Young and make him a successful player in the NFL. Uh, it, I, I believe all of those things. But, yeah, you have to be able to criticize the rookie quarterback. And not everything is on him. But as fans, you also have to understand him being the first-round pick or the first overall pick. First overall that, pick. That, 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 that the Panthers traded up for. How is that not going to take all of the air out of the room? Like, and course, why aren't the course, expectations a little higher for a number one overall? Right. right. Like, is like, that like, is this not is him just being a a a pretty good quarterback and a developmental guy that uh, in a, in its own right is a disappointment? Yeah, one hundred percent, man. And, and it's like we're we're not we're not wrong for having our own criticisms. And by the way, if you're somebody that never wanted Bryce or you wanted someone different, you're not wrong to voice that opinion either. So it, it, it's like, look, man. There's so much pressure everyone, that comes with the number one Everyone's pick. going through hard times right now as a Panther fan. But, like, y'all have to learn how to let people live. Like, you're, you're allowed to be the person that thinks Bryce will be the best thing ever or the person that thinks that Bryce is too yeah, damn short don't tell and is how never going to be able. Yeah, yeah, stop telling people how to be a fan because uh, you're just showing yourself to be a clown. Like, just don't do that. Uh, respect everyone's opinion. And if you disagree, then move on. You know what I'm saying? But, like, uh, I'm not going to come up here on this show or on Twitter and, and lie on to your you. leg until yeah, you're it. Yeah, don't, yeah, I'm not going to come up here and lie to you and tell you what I think you want to hear because then I'm being like everybody else in today's world, and that's a fake fucking hypocrite. And I promise you, I will never be that. So I think one other thing we got to kind of remember now, just to file in our heads for the future. Um, one, I, I was telling my friend is early on in the season um, next year, we should just bet the under on every game because for the first two weeks, we think we're going to have explosive football and it's always a drug like a not as pretty in the first couple of weeks. So I was like, remember that next year for this, you know, let's just go straight unders on every game for one or two weeks and see if it makes us some money. The other thing that we have to start, remember this for draft time, for the combine and all of this, generational talent, most pro-ready since. These are red flags. These are now red flags for me. We use these terms too fucking loosely. 
We use the term, and and I and when I teach my classes, we turn we say something's revolutionary. We use that term too loosely a lot of time in the world, like this revolutionary transforms. No, a lot of times these are just changes and significant changes, but revolutionary creates a new complete system. Generational talent. We throw this around every fucking year. The most pro ready every fucking year. And you know what? When you take the under on that one too. And we built this up. We built bright. And I, and I think this is Bryce and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was Bryce or somebody else is that you have when, when you're the number one pick overall, a different level of expectation comes with you than it did for CJ Stroud. Number two, Anthony Richardson, number four, whatever is that Bryce Young is not going to get the luxury that those guys have. No. Like is that and uh, and the other thing is when you then tr- when you when the trade up is part of it, then you've and yeah, I like exactly. the idea of trading up. I like the idea of picking the guy that you truly believed in. And that's why I was okay with Bryce. As like originally I said Stroud, it looks like he can do all the things. He looks like a big, you know, I mean, he like has the arm, he's got the side, you know, I mean, it's just good a good overall. But again, I'm not an expert. I'm not a fucking quarterback guru. I'm not fucking, you know, in the meetings and all of this shit. So once they picked Bryce, I said, man, they felt decisive about it. They had conviction. Now, I hope they still do have conviction, right? And you should make that pick. But when you do that, I mean, you kind of, you're swinging. You get the opportunity to swing, but you also get the opportunity to strike out. Um, Tough. It's just tough. And you know what? It's five games in. Five games in, and Bryce, unfortunately, his beginning of his start is being tarnished by a poor everything else around him. And I'm not just talking about talent. I'm talking about a bad season, a bad, you know, like his, like there's nothing good and shiny at all. And we are throwing the baby out with the bathwater to a certain degree. And unfortunately... That is the NFL. Ask Trey Lance. Next call. What up, C3? Talk about the pressing again. Um, What's up, Raleigh? This is Raleigh. You know, state's a little bound. Uh, basically, this is my worst supposed dream team of coaches. At least he's looking up. It's hard to hear you, Raleigh. All right, man. We're gonna kind of push on. Sorry. Uh, let me see if him. Oh no! I think Don Capers sleeping on the sideline. He's getting a limited playlist and a limited time to call in the play. All right, man. We appreciate your call. I'm so sorry, but we're gonna keep pushing through because of the. Quality on that one. Let's go to the next call. Yo, this is Rude Life NASA. I watch your oh, show I like this guy. every weekend, every week. And I've been on your show a couple times. Remember, it's Rude Life NASA. What up, Rude? Y'all got to just chill out a little bit, bro. This ain't the first time we've been trash. This ain't going to be the last time we're going to be trash. This isn't the guy you're I thinking, think by the way. Bryce Young needs a better coach. He needs a mentor, bro. Actually, we should probably throw the whole team in the trash. Start all over. I give 
Frank Wright, probably three more weeks and he might be out of here. But next <laughs> year he's not going to be here because Tepper, the way he moves, he wants results. And he's not getting the results he wants. But y'all also need to stop being like Tipper Middle with the Panthers because we've been trashed before. And what did y'all expect to happen? We got Frank Wright. He had he was he was a coach of the Colts, bro, and the Colts didn't go anywhere. So, what makes you think we're gonna go somewhere? Think about it, bro. It's rule of life, Nazareth. Peace. All right, thanks for the call. Um, I guess point out a couple of things about that. Yeah, certainly not the first time we've been bad. Um, this is the first time we've started out zero and five as a podcast. This is the first time that we have been 0-5 in a social media world. This is the first time that we have been fucking horrendously bad with the number one overall pick. This is the first time that we have been horrendously bad in a world where now we are 24-7 news cycle. I can't tell you how much things have changed over the last 25 years when it comes to the way we follow whatever our interest in, whether this is Taylor Swift at the fucking football games, everything we hyper analyze and not just this podcast, there's millions and millions and millions of where it feels like thousands of people out there doing the same thing and the cycle. And so it's like this, it is, you're right. It's not the first time we're bad. It's not going to be the last time, but it's the time right now we're bad and we're in the thick of it. And we are, how do you, like, what do you do? I mean, if you're not upset, then we have, you have two, you could be two, there's three options, I think. And if you guys can figure out what a fourth option is, I'm open to hearing it. Maybe, maybe I can. Number one is you could just put rose colored glasses on and say, everything's going to be better in the future. You know, like that kind of, oh, everything will work out everything happens for a reason type shit that people tell you. That's what people tell you when shit's going wrong in your life. Oh, it'll get better tomorrow. Right. You can put that. You can say that you could, um, you could fucking be angry as fuck and be flaming at the gates taking out, you know, what is killing everybody. I mean, look, we have one caller is ready to crash the damn plane. He's out there with the damn, Trying that to get Moss to fund that, that was that was wild. That was yeah. wild. But like you could just say this is you could just take out your. It's kind of like what the like what the French Revolution became. It's just like we're taking it out on everything. You know, yeah. it's like we don't at this point we don't care if you're part of the problem or not part of the problem. You are the like we just we don't we we need blood. Pull out the guillotine, um, yeah. or you could not care. And that is the scariest fucking thing, bro. The scariest thing is this, is we got people already, and I'm not, I don't got a problem. I took a little nap today at halftime, and it kind of extended into the third quarter. We got people, we got G-Baby up here trying to tell us to be nice to each other. Come on. Wild, by the way. Yeah, I mean, like. Well, you know why? Because normally whenever he's, you know, oh, like whenever he thinks Brian Burns is shit and Brian Burns has a bad game, oh, he has that fire for everybody. Everybody's getting caught <laughs> in the dragon flames, but Bryce is number one fanboy. When he, Bryce has been looking like ass turning the ball over, now Bryce don't got shit to say. Uh, I mean, uh, G-Baby don't got shit to say. Where's that energy, G? 
Come uh, on, well, he bro. He called. You missed his call. You were out there fighting. No, I heard it. He sounded okay. all. He sounded not... high as shit. He, he sounded he like he had not a care in the world. Right, because he was at the theme park. Good but I, said I wish this. I was at a theme park. He said, uh, no, nah, we're at a fucking horror park. We're at a, we're, we're preparing for Halloween. We're at, at a house. Yeah, we're at a we're at haunted house, haunted cornfield. We're at a haunted Bank of America. Um, he said this is we got to lock on. I mean, and we do. I mean, he's right. I mean, this this what I say is we got to lock arms, be fans together, and stuff like this. But he also said we got to be nice to each other, get through this. And they also tweeted that you were a turncoat early. <laughs> Next call. Hey guys, it's Chuck from Elizabeth City again. I just wanted to bring something up. I'm sure you're a diehard pants fan like myself. How many times have you watched these uh, YouTube, the Carolina Panthers social media, and they'll put out like where, oh, it was Reich or it was Federer, and they were calling the players during the draft, and, and Tepper gets up there and says, are you ready to trade some Sweet Home Alabama for some uh, Sweet, Sweet Carolina? Carolina? Yeah. And talking, you know, we told you we're going to pick you number one. And it's, it hasn't just been Bryce Young. It was the, the uh, snapper from Alabama, all these guys. And it's a good story. Sounds great if it works. A poor Tepper. Looks like he's got egg on his face. And when you watch these videos, the best thing he can do in the next draft or two years when we got a first round draft pick is not to put the video out about it because it just comes back and bites him in the ass. It's it's just comical. Um, oh, this is story. I just went and looked at Panthers.com to see what they're talking about from today. Headlines right now. Turnovers create too deep of a hole to climb out of in Detroit. Uh, Savala returns with the team after neck injury. Uh, oh, there you go. Says they were immediately <laughs> terrified and concerned. Realized how many have been could have been them. Uh, scary part was like this: Savala was checked at uh, was checked at Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit. All the tests came back well, and he joined the team at the airport and returned to Charlotte with his teammates. So that's good news. That's really good news. Yeah. Um. All right. Next call. Hey, hello, y'all, man. This is DC, man. I'm just calling up to up here to talk about oh, the Carolina DC. Panthers, man. Um, I think we need a culture change, man. Um, I don't think the city cares about the Panthers anymore. I don't think the coaching staff cares anymore. I don't think the players care anymore. I don't even think the ownership cares anymore. Um, we need to bring in a new a, a, a staff that's going to motivate their players. We um, we just need to change the culture, man, because it's, it's just getting stale, man. Like the whole keep pounding thing. I think we need to change that. You know, I just think we need to change the culture in Carolina, man. Or we're just going to be stuck being like this for a long time, man. For real. We need to change the culture because the fans don't even show up to the games. So it's just like. Well, you only do that by winning. Well, fans, they don't care. And players, they don't care. When they come here, they don't care. So it's bad, man. It's just. (sighs) It's just bad. I am interested at the, all right. So I, I CK, I'm a person that never, I think you got to let some things plant, like give it time. I think we gave, even with Matt rule, you know, I felt like, you know, I think we should have fired him after year two 
rather than going into year three and then firing him halfway through. Um, but that was me because I didn't like him. You know what I'm saying? So right. I was I was early to the fire party there. Right. Uh, but I do think like we gotta let Bryce like I mean, as if you just move on from Bryce prematurely, you can do just as much damage as holding in some ways. I don't think usually the answer is firing a coaching staff immediately. Right. And I don't even know if it's gonna be the right. I want Frank, I wanted Frank Wright and this staff to work. I still want them to work in many ways. I don't know if the right move is to fire them. But my question now is starting to become, it felt like such a bizarre thing for me to say that you are going to be able to make a case to fire a coach after one year, unless you hired somebody and you didn't really after believe five in games. Yeah. Yeah. Then, but like, here is the, at, at, at this point, I think the mounting is like, is this is that the needle is moving more and more towards that. And I don't think it's unreasonable for people to say this staff, we got it wrong. Uh, my question is what does Frank Reich have to do to save his job? Um, Cause that's what it is. It almost was before. What does he have to do to lose his job? Right. Yeah. That's like the kind of the real first year coach. I mean, how could you really fucking lose your job in the first year? Now I'm sitting here going, what does he need to do to save his job? He needs to show that he can coach in today's NFL. And that means being able to be innovative. Um, he needs to make progress. He needs to show that uh, where we're having failings, that he's able to coach around those failings. Meaning if our wide receivers aren't getting open, being able to do something that allows Bryce Young to succeed without the wide receivers, uh, being able to be you know, the, the, the number one threat. Um, I think there's a lot of different things that he needs to do. Um, and that's where I said earlier, like, I think it's similar to the Ron Rivera thing. I think that uh, I think that he needs to let go of being the coach that he was when he was at the Colts. He needs to let go of that and he needs to try to become he needs to evolve. Um, and that's how he survives this. Cody, how does he how does he save his job? It, it's not even up to him. It's not even up to him. He has to hope that whoever the next general manager is can literally do a good job in free agency and in the draft enough in a year's time minus a first round pick to be able to build this team up and get some kind of forward momentum. As of right now, what can you do? Like, I'm going to be real with you. I think if it's Frank Reich or if it's Thomas Brown, this offense is not going to look very different from one play caller to another because they're handcuffed by the weapons and the O-line that they have available to them. You're probably not going to call a bunch of screen passes if you have an offensive line that can pass protect for more than two seconds at a time. You know, when you have wide receivers that are not consistently getting open on their own, it's like, what kind of plays are you supposed to call to alleviate that? It's like, there's almost nothing that he can do at this point. Um, he you know, he accepted the job to be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And this is the roster that he agreed to coach. And it's nowhere near the contender that this organization and the fans thought they could have been in a shorter amount of time. We need a lot of different players. And I don't know if that's going to be able to happen uh, for Frank Reich before David Tepper starts calling for his job. I don't know. I... 
think there's only well somebody said win that's what you got to do is i don't even know though if you're going to be able to win enough right for wins to be enough to make anybody feel great about it going forward right it's like a new gm come in and wins four games i don't think he's gonna be like oh well way to fight through i think there's two things that are going to have to happen right now for him to keep his job number one is we're going to have to continue to see bryce young progress Right. right. Like if Bryce continues to get better from week to week to week to week, then we could. And a noticeable moment, you know what I'm saying? Like, is like if it's noticeably better, not us just trying to sugarcoat it. Yeah. And like find any rose silver, colored glasses. Yeah. Any silver color. Like, oh, look, he completed a pass. I mean, good God. I mean, oh, wow. He threw three touchdowns a day. He didn't only two interceptions this time. You know what I mean? Like, if, if it's a noticeable positive progression that's one thing and i think you have to couple that with him finding a way to not lose this locker room and when i say lose the locker room lose the locker room to despair yeah not for like anger you know what i'm saying is that i think man and we've heard jonathan stewart come on this podcast and these and these players they're the last ones to quit (laughs) on themselves but if they give up on this season which I hope they won't. I don't think they necessarily, but like he's got to find a way not to not lose the lot, but win it. Like win some fucking manliness out of them and some grit. And they're going to have to persevere. They're going to, and it might not just be, it's not just wins. It's going to be in fight. It's going to be being in games. You know, that's what that would work too. That would work too is for you to like really get beat by better teams, but you play better than you expected. And Bryce, but right now I think it's bizarre that we're five weeks in, like you said, CK, I think it's bizarre that it's almost an insurmountable task for him to keep his job. I thought it would be a ludicrous thing for him to lose his job in a year. Now I got to say the odds are, He's not the Carolina Panthers head coach next year. I do you think the odds are more in favor of it or less in favor? Or is it 50-50? Is it a pick 'em right now? I don't I don't know. I mean, is it just him that you fire or are you firing this entire coaching oh, staff? Everybody. Like here's a question. What what does Caldwell, Jim Caldwell, what does he do? He's a senior the- assistant, which probably means not much. Okay. And uh who was we the hired him? We should have gotten some bam blank. We we got we should have gotten black Frank Wright. Who? Jim Caldwell. That's what I always called him. That's because oh, I, yeah, I said that they're the, both yeah, the same yeah, guys like, because they're movies. offensive guys, yeah. but they're very like boring. Kind of older and set in their ways. Yeah. And boring. You know what I'm saying? It's like their press conference. They're not gonna be Dan Campbell right. saying, We're gonna bite your kneecaps off. Like Jim Caldwell is the most boring person on earth. He's also super freaking smart. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he I probably was, he was the guy I wanted. If you remember, I like, like I just boy. feel like, um, no, I do remember that. Um, but I mean, I don't know if, if you're David Tepper, David Tepper has no good answers right now. He's painted himself into a corner. Like now you're going to be the guy to fire your head coach after one year. Like that's that, Okay, 
All right. You better hope that someone. I almost think if he does that, now we're going to have to start talking about how does he approach the hiring process differently next year? Yeah. Oh, like, does be. he just remove himself completely this time? Um, I don't think there's any other option if that's the case. Like, you just go hire like uh, Bill Parcells to go lead. Well, the if, if Frank is gone, if you, we can probably assume that Fitterer is gone as well. I think you've just got to trust your GM that you're going to hire is is going to be able to do the job. You're um, going to have to go get a consultant for that. That's the question. To get the GM. That's the question. He almost just needs doubts. I don't know, man. It's terrible. All right. This is the last call. J-Dog here. I just want to say that game was terrible. Like, we need to go ahead and get rid of Sanders. Just get rid of our receiving core. Just start all over. I agree with Cody when he say I do like the Dolphins. And speaking of the Dolphins, we about to get smoked. Like, I feel like they just got Chase Claypool. They winning. They got an MVP candidate tour. They got all these weapons, and they still add more weapons. Like, and we can't add one. It's just sad. We about to get – I feel like if Claypool start or even play, he's going to get two touchdowns. Like, we have nobody to defend anybody at this point. It just – it's sad. Which I think. I think that the Jets just beat the Denver Broncos 31 to 21. Um, and now all that smoke has got to come out to Sean Payton for him saying that Daniel Hackett was the worst coaching job in the NFL oh, history or whatever. Dude. And he just got beat. Good. He uh, deserves it. Uh, good. You know what? This makes my heart happy to see his face fucking sad as we're sad. Dude, uh, the is, other- is, I haven't watched any Denver games. But is it is it like is Russell looking as bad as he did last year? No, not as bad, but not is like he's uh, clearly on the back end. You know, Do you think that, at, you think he's done? You think he's done? No, nah, I think he's going to be kind of a just a tired out quarterback for another two years in Denver because they paid him a bazillion dollars. I don't think they're going to be able yeah. to cut bait yet, at least for uh, the other thing I want to say is I hate these fucking hats that they've been wearing. On this week, I'm trying these, to remember them. These like tie dyed pinky hat. Oh, yeah. Like, did you see the one oh, Frank yeah. Reich had on today? Oh, yeah. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, just like all the teams throughout there. I don't like them. I don't, and I love hats. I ain't feeling them. What is the, what is it like something that they're, I don't like, know what it is. For? I mean, I don't know if it's, uh, it's not, is it breast cancer awareness October? I thought it was. Mm, is it mental health? Is I don't know. I don't I, know. What I, do, I do think it's breast cancer awareness month, but to me they seem they weren't just pink. Pink is no, the color for breast cancer awareness. Yeah, these, these are like tie dyed. These are like they're like rainbow. Yeah, which we know what that stands for. Right? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't like it. Um. All right. Uh. Let me see. I don't know. Oh, uh, shout out to Spence Twenty Two. He says cancer awareness month. Oh. Okay, cancer. So I guess just, yeah, just cancer in so general. So they broadened it. They got tired of D'Angelo Williams out there talking yep. junk about how they used his mom's death to pro- yep. propagate their wealth. Thank you, Dispense. We stand corrected. Um, let's see. Just to go over a couple of things is, you know, the Panthers here, if there is one, well, at first, in the first half, we dominated time of possession. We did not in the second half, it looks like. 
the Lions won the possession battle 31 to 28, 31 minutes to 28 minutes. Um, the Panthers had 26 first downs. The Lions had 23. Um, Lions were more effective. It seemed like, well, we can't run the ball. We had seven uh, first downs by rushing. We have 15 uh, by passing. By the way, Andy Dalton came in and ran a scramble. We were one for one on fourth down conversions. We were five for 10 on third down. The Carolina Panthers offense continues to struggle, struggle where struggles running the ball today. They were only able to put up. Let me see. Where did the, the stats go? Why did they leave me? Um, total rushing yards for the Carolina Panthers was 99 yards total. The um, we had 247 yards receiving. On the other hand, on the other side, Jared Goff was 20 for 28, uh, three touchdowns, no picks, and they were able to rush the ball for 159 yards against us. And they had a total. They, I mean, this beat us, dude. I'm trying to think. Is no stinks. So. Um, if you guys, I think we've, we'll be here Tuesday night, so we'll be able to break down a lot of this stuff. This is just reactions to the immediate game. So we'll kind of go back and watch it again. I'm sure punish ourselves. What kind of, what kind of person does that tell you are, you are, or I am that I'm going to watch this shit again. Uh, I mean, it means that we're fans. Okay. Or just fucking masochists. Is that yeah? Well, just, like, I, I get them confused. Say this and masochist. You like to beat, see someone else in pain, and then masochist is when like you like. Yeah, it's like you want to be whipped. Yeah, yeah. So we're masochists over here, yeah. boys. Um, the C three masochist podcast. Let's go. Well, and if you are going to be whipped, um, maybe you should be whipped. Here, we're gonna pick a. We gotta pick a player of the game. Hmm. Do we have any more? Uh, no, those are all the calls. All right, I got my the player of the game. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where? This is what we call the David Dotto Ball Out Award. I feel like it's going to be the David Dotto Teabaggers Award from now on. Um, formerly known as the Dab on Him Pick. Do you see Cam Newton come out with his? Did you see Cam Newton say talking about his dick? Oh, dude, how embarrassing! Cam, come on, bro. Dude, it's so He just said he had a average dick. What's wrong? Like, he's like this. He said, God bless me and everything, but not with a hammer. With, like, Thor. But because he was talking about. uh, Now, he was making it sound like he was small, bro. But even The other is he talked about when he got uh, suspended. He went on somebody's podcast and talked about. Remember when when, they. Seattle put out the first uh, yeah he talked about that and it and he put that on Dave Gettleman yeah he said that was a GM I, thing I, I think that it was him the Dave Gettleman ruining our all right uh, CK who's your David Dotto ball out of war good so this is an easy one in my opinion it's going to Adam Thielen even though you know we want to shit on the wide receivers he's been the only consistent piece to this uh, wide receiver core that has shown up and found a way to get open even without an elite speed. <clears throat> oh, uh, okay. What was, was YGM offsides today? I don't think he was. We got an offsides penalty at one point. Did you see um, that? 
And I felt like he was like five yards. I wonder if they called the wrong number. All right, so Adam Thielen, uh, the old man, uh, making things happen. Cody, the V dot ball out award. What you got? Yeah, I am. God, bro. Um, I am going to. It's hard to even pick. Like who? Who even like? Fucking Adam Thielen. I'm duplicating. I guess I might give it to Bryce for Crest for getting three touchdowns. Um, kind of live. You know, I mean, not not the best game. I don't. I don't think it would be. I'm trying to think. YGM is continuing to play better and better. I feel like. Um, we don't have anybody. We don't even have any. I'm not going to give DJ Chark uh, a compliment ever again. He ruined that for me. Um, and we got no contributors. Oh, you know what? My David Dotto ball out of work goes to LaVisca Chenault. He played hard in a couple of moments when he um, was given the ball. Is the, yeah, that's honestly our only explosive player on the team, and somehow we still find a way not to get it to him. Hold on. Somebody sent me a picture to show. Let me see. Oh, um, oh, this was my buddy Kev. I'm going to read it off if he's still here. He, this is, he sent me this on March 10th. He said this, we just got brutally raped by the bears. I want Fitz head on a stick. This is unforgivable. What a fucking donkey ass trade. Only two first, right? I said, he said, no, the ninth, the 61st. Uh, 24, 21st, 25, second, and DJ Moore. Did he mean to say the Lions? No. He was saying this. Is He wanted me to show this on the podcast. KJ73, who's in the chat all the time. Yeah. My boy, he sent me a message and when we made the trade from nine to one. And he wanted to go on record that he said on March 10th, 2023 at 9:49 p.m. He was calling for Scott Fitter's head over the trade to number one. So as we think about Scott firing Scott Fitter, not everybody was um uh, just looking at this with rose-colored glasses. Way to go, KG Seven Threes. The receipts are there. Um, how about this, Talis Shame? Um. I don't know why this feels like a more exhausting and more difficult thing to give out. <laughs> um, I don't know. Cody, do you have anybody? Yeah. He probably wasn't the worst player today. In fact, I know he wasn't. But um, I- I'm tired of the turnovers from Bryce, man. And like these garbage time points, they they don't mean much to me. So... Again, read into this what you will. I'm not calling him a bust. I'm saying I'm I, I'm tired of having to defend players when they never go out and, and, and back it up and do it on the field. So uh, I, every game, Bryce is turning over the ball one or more times. And uh, yeah, man, we were, all of the Cam Newton haters would have been flipping their lid if there were this many turnovers from Cam Newton. So, yeah, I'm going to keep it honest and say Bryce. 
My tale of shame goes to at Big Black Man 1974. (laughs) Whose response was to Cody, you can't walk. Um, I screenshotted you mug. I got you because I knew you were going to be walking this shit back. (laughs) He deleted it? Oh, totally. Um, But his name is at Big Black Man 1974. I would say you're more like a little man. You got a Cam Newton little penis. I mean, like, kind of like that's a, if you can't call yourself a big man and be a little one. By the way, like, like you said before, I'm immune to it now. I promise you. You're the toughest guy out of here. I don't give a shit, but like almost every day, I'm getting those types of comments now. Oh, like now, uh, Timmy from South Park. Oh, I'm getting that all the time. Oh, dude. I don't give a uh, fuck. Twitter's my bitch, man. I just fucking I use it, use it and fucking dump on it when I want. And you win. forget about it when I want. You win, dude. You win. Um, that's why I love you, though. Um Love you too, bro. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh we'll be back on Tuesday night, uh, nine PM. Um, we'll take your calls. From, you know, so call in, let us know about the game, what you think. And uh, think about some of those things. How the how do the Panthers, how does Frank Reich save, save his job? I think that's going to be like the my key theme going forward is canny. That's crazy. So fucking crazy. Uh, what do you think about Bryce Young? How is it that we look across the league and nothing makes sense? Everything is up. Everything that is up is down, and everything that is down is up. My name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers post game brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Check out my wheelman at Cody Lack uh, and CK uh, at Codizzle underscore Allen. White Chocolate Espresso coming in hot with another dollar ninety nine. I said, let's destroy that app together, Cody. Situation goes to war. Let's right. go. Um, and maybe next week we'll give out a Mingo jersey. Or imagine this. How many points the Dolphins will score on the Carolina Panthers? I wonder if we win that game. Does it help Frank Wright? But what if we put up like 60? I don't know. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's go. C3 Panther Nation. Until next time. Keep okay, When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.